0: Welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number two twelve for the week of June 15th, 2020. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. What up, Blood? <laughs> What's good, man? I was watching
1: a movie last night, and it's in my, it's been in my head all day. So.
0: Oh, okay. I think we might be talking about the same movie later, perhaps. It's a Netflix movie? It's a, le- it's a Netflix original. Oh, I don't yeah, know if it's an original. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's, that's Spike Lee uh, yeah. yeah.
0: What up, dog? Not much, man. It's been, it's been a week and a half and two weeks and several years at this point <laughs> since March. Yeah. Um, that's a fact. But before we get into all that stuff, uh, we have... Uh, Content creator extraordinaire. I, I don't even know. Like, he, he, there's too many labels to try to, to try to describe our guest this week. But but we know him as our big bro, number one supporter since way back in the day, captain of the spawn on me ship, and uh, you know just all around. Uh, amazing human being. We got Khalif Adams here joining us this week. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join us. Sadate on the tippy time, my brethren,
2: <laughs> how are you doing? I am so fucking happy to rock with y'all. I missed y'all and it was really yeah. good to hear your voices. So I'm, I'm super excited to rock with y'all today.
1: Yeah, man. Shit, it, it's been a long time coming to have you on the show, man. Yeah, the yeah.
0: first time that you're on the show with Cam, because you've been on the show before. But I know. You, you, know, you, you were kind of helping me pilot the ship but when Cam was away, but now, now we have the full trifecta happening right now. Uh, how you been, man?
2: I, I think the best way to describe how I'm feeling is to reference the Fox TV show Rock. And the uh, interstitial that happened in between segments where it was a voice that went, Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I, gotta, like, I gotta YouTube
0: that. I gotta YouTube that's,
2: that. Yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was a story. It was like one of the blackest shows on TV, but it was like basically this garbage dude. He was like a garbage man. God and was always uh, mad. he was a garbage. Yeah, he was always mad. And everybody, he's like pissed all the time. So that's, that's <laughs> the way I'm feeling. Uh, yeah. Plus... Uh, that one sound is, is is classic, but I'm I'm good. Like I think everything right now is moving. It's been a really interesting week, or it, it's been an interesting month, uh, in terms not only of of the state of the world, but the state of Spawn on me. Um, so I've been doing a lot of reflecting. I've been hustling my behind off. I've mm-hmm. been doing mad shows and mad appearances to 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 get the word out about what we do, um, and and trying to spread some good some good info and some love around the world. So yeah, it's been it's been real real busy. Uh, that's that's like- been the best way.
0: I feel like that's 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 like, you know, business as usual, though, because I, I always see you out there like promoting and, and, you know, putting the content out and putting in the work. You've always been doing that. Um, but for those who uh, who don't know, for whatever reason, uh, what's bonami on me is or what you do. Why don't you give people a quick little rundown of uh, everything you do?
2: Word. Um, I like mad cured meats and stinky cheeses. That's number <laughs> one. Nice. Uh, yes. the, the, the the foundation of Kai as a person. <laughs> Yeah, start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Uh, beginning. I was born in a in a manger. uh, (laughs) Started off in the park, (laughs) (laughs) right? Hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. Um, uh, You know, I I run Spawn on me. We've been around for since 2013. uh, Is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color in the video game industry. We wanted to showcase the dopeness that is the black community within within the gaming industry and have conversations around marginalized folks and the topics and things that they care about and through that prism. We, we made that podcast, uh, be a thing. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's been an interesting ride, uh, for the past six years. I think we've surfaced up some, some great conversations, uh, started off with me and Cicero Holmes and then brought on Cicero, uh, Sharif Jackson a little while ago. And then Tanya, the past had a small stint on, on the show as well. Uh, and it's been great. Like we've been, we, I think we've been able to over the past six years now, seven almost, um, kind of you know bring a a light not only to those conversations but to lots of devs lots of people lots of artists lots of conversations and topics that you don't really get in other gaming podcasts um, Mm -hmm. because they're kind of afraid to have that in a real way have those conversations in a real way so i'm super proud of what we've been able to to build and and grow and continue to 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 knock on on the walls of white supremacy through the through the conversations of video games which has been real dope
0: so absolutely and you and you've been putting in that work for for years years at this point years and years and years and like yeah. uh, i mean i would love i used to love listening to you know back when i had a thing called a commute um i used to <laughs> love uh listening to the show on the way home and like laughing at like little oh uh, shout out to Micro boys Shout out to the Viker Boys. <laughs> uh, also, shout out to uh, the you know the Puerto Rican community around here. The, today's officially supposed to be the Puerto Rican Day Parade, but uh, they're just celebrating. Wow. Yeah, que bonita madera yeah. indeed. But they're uh, celebrating here locally. But I was going to say, you've been putting in the work for years at this point, and uh, I've I've always loved listening to the show, and and I mean, it's always been consistently incredible. And shout out to also you know your, your former co-host. Some drop of flex bomb for them, but also uh, they've continued to you know. go go on and do amazing things as well in their own right and um you know and you've also like helped us spread the word we have so many of nice. our listeners have been like hey you know i heard about you on spawn on me because you you were like you you hit me up one time and were like hey like can you send us like a, a audio thing just a quick ad and i was like are you serious it was like the first the first and only thing <laughs> yeah. we have ever recorded and uh we, you had an ad running on on your show and and i remember like feeling super empowered when uh there was one episode in particular where you had us on this, the same week as uh, austin walker and just oh, like yeah making us feel like we had a voice and and giving us that that confidence uh you know cam I can't speak for you but like for me it felt like uh completely po- like empowering and I, I i haven't really like told you this in person so I've, i figured I'd, I'd get it on wax i guess but like thank you so much for everything you've done for us and you know and like and uh you know we're always here to support what you do as always and and hopefully we can all meet in person whenever the stars align but yeah uh, yeah well, yeah, uh, we'll no, that-
2: go ahead cam i'm sorry
1: no, I was going to, you know, I'm giving you your flowers, bro. You know, what <laughs> I, almost, I, almost, I almost stepped on the flowers for a hot second. You almost God. stepped on the flowers. Uh, no, I was going to say that, you know, I, I mirror Paul's uh, sentiment for sure. It's like you have one of those shows, especially where it's at now, where usually you're just rocking by yourself and going through your thoughts in like real time. And that is just such a hard thing to do. And I like admire that so much. And like. You know, it's a good show when you're like literally talking at the radio, talking at my like I'm on the train talking to myself, but talking to you, you know, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, <laughs> people think I'm just a psycho. But I'm like, nah, it's Kyle. He's on the other line. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, like I just you know, I, I want you to keep doing what you're doing and keep inspiring, you know, young black people like me, man, like. Let's get it going.
2: I have to say, like, and thank you both for, for, for all the wonderful flowers. I have uh, an edible arrangement now in front of my desk. <laughs> um, I, one of the things that I that I loved and continue to love about your show, and one of the reasons why early on I was like, yo, these cats are on it, is the fact that, one, you brought me back home to New York in a way that, that, that felt genuine. And felt good, and, and, and gave me the energy that I missed because New York energy is unlike any any other energy on the planet. Um, yeah. So that was always a huge part of the component. But I always loved not only just the the conversations that you two had in the show, but the the way that you all tackled some of that stuff made me feel like, oh, these are fam anyway. Like these these are cats who I understand from a very intimate place in the way that they talk about games and talk about the world around them, and then. Of course, like I remember, especially when you were doing video stuff, that to me was the the space that I wanted to, to jump into. And was like, oh crap, these dudes are on it. Like this is this looks good, this sounds good, this feels good from an editing standpoint. All those things were so on point. So I was like, yo, these cats are going to be on the rise anyway. Like I, I can see it already, uh, how good and how well they care about their audience and how, how they care about quality of their content. Um, so that's those are things that always will stick out to me uh, automatically and make me want to be like, yo, who are these cats? What are they doing? You know, how can how can how can I be close to folks who are doing good work? So, you know, thank you for for believing in what we do. And, um, you know, getting to share your work with our audience has always been a pleasure for me. And, and something I really am proud that I was able to kind of help start to get some some more love towards your show. So uh, any, anything I can do to help you all do stuff like I'm always down.
0: Thank man. you so much man. man. I appreciate that. You see the love seriously. going on right now. The Look love. at the We're just handing back flowers. <laughs> yeah, we are just handing back and forth flowers right now. You it's know, but York. bud of York. all kinds. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but uh no, seriously. I, I think I think you've like hit on something that I that I always personally have believed in, the fact that like New York just has a different energy and and you know, we we really put 110% into things that we do and like I love the fact that, you know, you're continuing to also just do amazing things, man. So, you know, as always, we're going to be rooting for you and, and uh, you know, all that good stuff. And there's so much to talk about this week in particular, especially as it relates to current events that I, you know, we just, we have to get in. We can no longer bury the lead here. Uh, so let's just, uh, let's jump right into uh, what we've been playing this week. Kyle, I want to start with you because you have been lucky enough to be one of the few chosen on planet Earth to play uh, <laughs> the, the Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> and I've been hearing so many, like, interesting and, and honestly mixed things about it that it's it's made me so fascinated to jump in because i love when there's a mixed reaction to something when something's kind yeah. of polarizing so yeah. yeah talk to us about the last of us part two
2: man it, it, first of all uh i'm very very pleased to to find out that you know there there are numerous people who, who got codes for this thing and i had to complain to get one <laughs> um but complaining works people you see protest works uh in Mm. some ways in in, in lots of others um last of us 2 is a really interesting game like i think that for the folks who were really curious about where the story was going to go i feel like you're going to wind up in a spot that feels satisfying or that feels satisfying to to folks who are really uh, fans of that game um i think that of course they they you know they've topped themselves in a visual and auditory presentation way like i am excited to see the scuttlebutt once actual you know once people get it in the, in the wild because i think you know the the main question i talked about this in the review that's up on on our youtube channel is like the conversation around like did this game deserve to exist was the main thing that you came away from once they announced it and I think that Naughty Dog has figured out a way not only to justify the, the, the existence of the game, but they, they they wrap around some really amazing story story beats that if you were paying really close attention to the initial game, you hope that they would tackle. And they tackle those things in a really deft and, and, and smart way. Um, so I can't say a lot because Embargo is still up. Um, embargo doesn't drop, I think, until the 16th. Um, or like a couple days before the 16th. But I will say like, if you're looking for a spoiler free review, our stuff is up on our YouTube channel. Um, I did a whole bunch of painstakingly uh, painstaking uh, tiptoeing and beating around many bushes <laughs> to, to not spoil it for people. Cause I really do want people to go into this game with fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, and folks who haven't had it spoiled for you. Like I think you're in for a really, really special treat. Um, and and I want people to, to to wrestle with their their feelings with this game because I know I did afterwards as well.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm so curious once the embargo lifts, like for real, for real. Like I I I want to sort of. Um, And Kotaku does a good job of like posting one month later, six month later check-ins with games and stuff Mm -hmm. just to give everybody a chance to chime in. Because one of the unfortunate things about the review process as someone who's also been a part of that side of things is that like there are so many things you can't talk about. And this embargo especially seems to be very restrictive. Oh, yeah. uh, I am so curious to like hit those plot points and those discussions, because there were things about even, like, Animal Crossing and stuff that I wanted to talk about, but I, I just couldn't. Um, yeah. So I definitely want to... Uh, I'm, I'm hoping... I mean, I'll, I'll definitely be listening to to the show and and all this other stuff that you're, that you are going to be on, but I, I cannot wait to have those discussions, especially after everyone's had a chance to play it. You know what I mean?
2: I am hyped to do a spoiler cast for this thing. Like, I am just waiting to get in a room and just hash it all out because I think the thing that I've, and one of the one of the things also that is a part of the review process that I am sure that you have have absolutely had the chance to to go through is you see the pre uh, the pre uh, launch scuttlebutt happen because of whatever promotional material got put out into the world. And then everyone has an idea about that. And everyone has a hot take about that. And then when you get a chance to play a thing, you see how some of those hot takes were so wrong and you can't yeah. say anything. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm chopping at the bit to be like, you wrote like, like, uh, not na Shikari, uh, his daughter, Uh, who was like had that gif of her like pointing her eyes at each other people in the crowd when she was walking through it's like i see you i see you i see you that 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 uh that gif comes to mind but it's like the 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 want to see people who have spent so much time thinking about this game and, and and that's the beauty of you know the gaming industry is like you wait really you wait this so really long time to get a thing in your hands and then when you wind up doing that you know playthrough you're just like oh man this was all the stuff or maybe not the stuff that i was really expecting or wanting uh so it'll it'll be cool to to see how that winds up rolling out.
0: yeah for sure it's also like one of the more interesting points about game development in general is how long these games take to create because like i mean we we played last of us part one i guess if you want to call it that way back in what was it 2012 2013 or something like that yeah um and it unfortunately coming out in the midst of a pandemic in the midst of you know so much uh sort of uh violence on the part of like people who have been divided and and and, you know whatever harbor whatever horrible beliefs they have Mm -hmm. um cam i'm curious about you because i know you talked about it before like you i mean i remember it took it took a while for us to like um convince you to play the first last of us i'm curious i don't know you talked about not wanting to play this one immediately but i'm curious if any of the discussion has or even just like the current climate has got you curious to maybe want to check it out or maybe even stay away um yeah i think um
1: i think the discussion i've been reading some really good stuff and and also some really bad shit uh just like bad takes all around uh we've all seen it um but i think i'm pretty much in the same like that I was, like, a little bit more interested now that I've seen some people that I respect and they've had some decent, um, uh, like, views um, on on the, the game, or at least as so much as they can talk about. So that's, that's been, like, bringing me around to it, but I think I'm still going to wait until next gen to get this game. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in no rush to really, like, give my opinion about it. Um, I am going to miss out on, like... Playing this game during this crazy time, but um, I think it, it'll be for the better. It'll be like slower then, and you know, I can kind of make my own opinions without like being corrupted by you know uh, other people's bad takes comparing it to classic films
0: and yeah. such. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw that sort what happened. that was that was yeah. interesting. That's a bad mistake. Oh, I, I like. I retweeted that. I have and, so like, many was thoughts just, about that. Yeah, same. And and I got a I got a roast of a text from uh, Natalie. Shout out to Natalie, who was like, look at you playing a uh, referee to these white game journalists. <laughs> I, saw, I saw that,
2: too. I saw that tweet. Uh, saw yeah, it's
0: just, it just just corny all around. That's, that's all I'll say. Um, but I, I will say this um, really
2: quickly. Shout out to Matty Myers, who had a fantastic yes. review of The Last of Us 2, which I think everyone should read um because i think she had a i think she had a there were some things in there that i was like eh, i don't know if i necessarily agree with that but i think overall she had a really great take about the emotional impact of that game connected to the world that we're seeing right now mm-hmm. and and her failings and thoughts about how those things kind of interconnected and, and and how some of that kind of came through in the work um yeah. so I, I would say if there, if there is a review that you should be checking out i think maddie's is is pretty damn good
0: yeah well absolutely i echo that a million times maddie is a goddamn national treasure Mm -hmm. and also i would say um yeah i spent that morning like reading all the reviews i just like got a cup of some of that yerba Mm. and i just sat down (laughs) and just like read everybody's reviews so i also want to shout out uh, natalie flores who wrote a really dope one for i think it was paste paste magazine and um shout out to riley um who wrote For Kotaku, he he wrote a really cool review for uh, for us, and I want to say one of the things that you know, along with your review too. I think your your video review was super super dope, nicely edited, uh, just you know, just dope overall. That means Um, a lot
2: coming for you. I just want you to know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, man. Thank you. Um, And so, I one of the things, one of the questions I raised also on Twitter. And I think it's just like now is the perfect time to be asking those questions where like whereas before I might have worded it very differently or I might have been afraid to ask the question mm-hmm. you 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 kind of touched upon that a second ago about being like you know I had to sort of complain to get a code or whatever and that and that I feel like you know there's been a definite push towards amplifying black content creators especially recently and you know there's there's kind of always been this understood push behind getting more lgbtq voices out there which i'm also you know it's pride month happy pride month everybody out there you know what i mean so there's also um but there's also something still lacking from from the moment that i'm that i'm like a little i'll be honest with you a little frustrated to see and i i put the question out there as a tweet and i said you know beyond uh at the time beyond natalie's review who i'd only seen like that morning I was like are there any other like black or or poc writers out there uh, especially any like you know lgbtq folks who happen to be black and, and p- people of color like have they written reviews like where are they because the, for the majority a lot of the reviews i've been seeing even though they've they've also come from voices from the lgbtq community which i'm super super grateful for especially for a game that has protagonists you know who who is lgbtq so like i'm like hey can we also start throwing some codes to, you know, like if I guess for future reference, you know what I mean? Because I guess mm-hmm. maybe people didn't wake up uh, soon enough while these codes were going out, maybe for next time around. Like I especially I talked about it on Twitter. I think a couple couple people even DM to me like, yo, like. I'm an Asian American writer, and I definitely want to try to get a code for Ghost of Tsushima. And I'm like, yep. bruh, like, I definitely want to read Asian American takes, especially from like folks who are Japanese, like, because mm-hmm. I, I saw some threads going up about that game about some questionable things, and we'll t- we'll get into a couple of things in, in the news this week that kind of you know touch upon that. But yeah, I just like I also I guess just wanted to say on the show to game developers and PR folks out there, now that you know where, you know, all of these black content creators are, especially after everything that's been going on in the current climate, you should have their contact information added into your whatever Rolodex applications you have. Um mm-hmm. I expect to see more moving forward. Um so just kind of wanted to get that off my chest cuz that was that I still find pretty frustrating. Yeah. But I'm curious if either you have any thoughts on that.
2: There are no excuses. <laughs> there are no excuses can i get a bomb for that there are no excuses thank you because my because here's my thing is we know how the waterfall works right and 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 i will say that there are versions and reasons not 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 reasons why people don't get codes but i think that there is there there are levels to how much work you have done in the space to be able to to get to a place where you don't have to think about that work right and I'll right. say personally, I think we've done enough work over the past six years. I mean, 10 plus years at this point from Spawn Point Blog to this, to all the other things that I shouldn't at this point have to fuss to get a code from a major publisher at this point. Right. Yep. Um, and I, and again, thinking about the waterfall. Right. So you have major outlets. They get everything. You have the the, the, the high level influencers who then get everything. You then have the medium you know uh, uh, content creators like like us Mm -hmm. who are you know uh, we're even in a different kind of space because I know a lot of industry people like I I know people I can like send them an email or text and be like yo can you get me on a list for a thing the folks who are underneath that we see a lot of content creators who don't do great work who get a lot of stuff and a lot of times those folks ain't brown they not of color they're not of marginalized spaces there's mad people who do garbage-ass work <laughs> who get codes for yeah. stuff from big publishers because they have numbers, right? So quality still doesn't necessarily mean that you get the stuff that you're supposed to get. Like, quality doesn't always equal flowers, which you already know as a part of the case. Now, because of all the, the light that's been shed on, on the current situation and, and how we have not really been at the table... We have to now really have that discussion about like you just can't be stingy. Like here's the weird thing about the the Sony stinginess and I, and again like I got a code from Sony. I feel like maybe the, the 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 lesson in blackness stuff finally put us on their radar in a real way. We'll see. But me calling them out when they had their Black Lives Matter um, messaging that day and basically being like yo when are you gonna start giving <laughs> contents of color and black black creatives access to your stuff. Think about that as a as, as a concept, right? I'm not asking you to give me something for free that doesn't benefit you.
3: Mm, right. It
2: benefits you. Everything that we do in the space benefits other people and ourselves at the same time. I grow, you grow. I grow, uh, you grow by getting a connection to a community that you don't market to in a real way. And I grow by giving that content to people so that hopefully they can ingest it and consume it and, and appreciate it and then share that work out it's a oh, yeah. win-win on every on every level, especially for yeah. digital code. Like, I understand, especially for Last of Us because, like, them being super, super gun-shy because of the leaks that already happened. But for the most, and I'm not saying that most cats who are going to be out in the street are going to be like, yo, son, yo, give me a, P- a PS5 now because I got an article up on Paste. Like, that's not going to happen for 99% of most people. And there are big outlets from oh, white, white, white uh, outlets that haven't been getting codes. But You have to look at the quality of the work and say, like, yo, if the quality of the work is there, you should be giving people what they what they I'm not going to say deserve what they have earned, because I feel like that is a part of that conversation. No one deserves anything. But if you earn it, you should be able to get the, the, the kudos and the things that go along with that. So. My hope is that from this point forward, and this isn't me just poking at Sony because Sony's a, a big dog in the in the space. This goes for all the folks out here. This goes out for brands who haven't connected to our community in real way until now. Mm-hmm. This yep. goes for game companies who are now everybody named Mama putting Black Lives Matters in their games, which is good. But you don't get kudos for, for being late to the party. Um, and this goes for the other parts of the gaming industry where we've seen all the other layers that black people reside in besides development, front of camera work, people who yes. are writing people on the media side and PR side. There are a lot of people out here doing fantastic work in our communities and communities of color that have been overlooked for a long time because it's, the idea still resides that if you talk about stuff that is from your prism, you alienate white people and that's not yes. our fault. That's their fault for not being on the train earlier. Figure that shit oh. out, make it happen and get the that's work done
0: fact. wow well thanks for tuning in to the optional podcast <laughs> this week everybody uh if you have any questions for unsplanned <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean i uh, you know agree a thousand percent with you cam sure, you have sure. any thoughts on on this I, I mean i
1: can't add to that but like man it's like it's long overdue they know better by now that's it they know yeah. better so like especially if you're gonna put this shit out now like you know all this black lives matter shit by show show me Show yeah. me. That's, that's all I'm going to say. And we should hold them to test, right? Like, everybody should be doing this.
2: Yeah. Like, right? access like, is a you know? huge part of this equation. Right. Access is a totally. huge part of this equation for, for growing right. what you want this community to look like. So, if you can't yeah. give people access to the stuff that's going to promote your stuff that they're going to buy, it saves you so much trouble to make that from making that bad messaging that you put out on those on those off days that, that screw up all the good momentum that you had by just giving it to, to, to black folks and brown folks so that they can do some of that work for you. It's not that hard.
1: They're like, we have another uh, NBA 2K20 for you if
2: you want. I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> look, the most of the black people I saw over the past 24 hours weren't talking about any sports titles. They were all talking about Persona. <laughs>
1: exactly yeah. it's like, so like... but it's just weird that they still have that like idea that the majority is that right the majority of the base is interested in 2k20 and I'm not dissing 2k20 but I'm just saying like you know we're more than just the sports people like, well, well yeah. we have, let me, let me we say have great taste.
2: let me add one more thing really quickly because I know you have to move yeah. on one of the things that I have done as a content creator as a person who is now in the industry from an actual 9 to 5 job perspective has been trying to signal up not only to the company that I work for but to all the other folks that I, all the other folks that I go and speak to at conferences or you know I went to Dice and I had a big conversation about this this year as well. I have moved from the narrative that is about just the visibility of us in a space.
0: Yes. Which I think is really important as the mm-hmm. first I know, layer. I know what you're getting at. I know what you're getting at to
2: spending your mother effing money in the community and that comes yes. from You, again, putting people in front of uh, putting people on stage, spending your hard earned marketing dollars to our community, because we are a part of the part of the equation for everything. Black culture moves everything first. We are the first movers on everything. So if you don't understand that as a part of your marketing strategy and you are missing out on marketing directly to our community, you are fucking it up from step one don't do that you have the ability I'm I'm using our show to a certain extent as a cipher for some of that to say like look I have an intimate relationship with our community sure we don't all we're not a monolith and I don't cover everybody but if you want a good peek into the conversations that are happening in this community around games and around all the other parts that make us us it is a good spot it is a good place to start and if you're not doing Absolutely. that work you're messing it up so spend yep. your money get your yeah, money in
3: yeah
0: I mean to, to continue with the flower analogy too it's like Everything from like what I've been seeing, especially recently, kind of like you just said, echoing your sentiments, like it's we're asking to be watered, you know, like we're asking (laughs) to be watered. So that Mm -hmm. way, you know, because everyone else is getting mad fucking water. Yep. And and we're just like, hey, uh, there's a lot of fucking water to go around. And uh, we're just asking for for that chance to grow um, because, yeah, like you said, we, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it, I, I can't add to what you said already. It's, it's been it's been uh, said. The most frustrating but, uh, part
2: of this whole yeah. thing has been, I'm sorry, I keep going in. I'm, I'm sorry. No. The most frustrating thing that I've seen in all of this time in the past month has been when people have put out their Black Lives Matters messaging and the first words that come up are, due to recent events, I'm like, <laughs> you're out of your mother effing yeah. mind right now. D- yeah. Recent events. I got a recent event for you. <laughs> Just i got a recent event for you like fam yeah. like for real like it's yeah. not a recent event we had this conversation how many years i talked about this on twitter yeah. the other day i was like I, the first time i remember that thing was when i was 11 i'm 40 yeah. I'll, I'll be 41 this year like for real yeah it ain't no recent event anyway sorry yeah I gotta, no, I no, get no, off no. no 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 no
0: First of all, uh, we don't we don't have any time limit, so the only time limit is however much time you can give to us. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. feel free to keep talking. But yeah, I, I mean, I was I've been doing a lot of you know, uh, reading and watching stuff that just to kind of reignite that fire inside and, and remember these things that I've like known for forever too. Like I remember being, I think I was like, I don't even know four or something when like, you know the Rodney King thing happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was a baby, but I still remember how impactful that moment was. I remember being a little bit older, especially in New York. I'm, I'm sure we all remember this vividly, but the Amadou Diallo thing. And it's oh, like, yeah. it, these, these conversations and these things have been happening for forever, like you said. And, you know, it's, yeah, the due to recent event things is kind of like, ugh, it's kind of like, I don't know. It, it gives me shivers in a way that like, I don't know. It, it's just, yeah, a lot of work to still be done, especially on the, on the internal side of things. Like these companies are talking about You know, you you kind of lightly touched upon this, but I I mean, even even on the media side, I mean, I'll be honest, like these media companies also got to be and and game development and publishing and PR, everybody, right? Like you got to start hiring people, not only at you know these entry level associate junior positions but we got to start having people in leadership positions because they're going to catch shit quick and they're going to be able to tell you right away that you know what like we saw i mean there's there's another story in the news later on but like they're going to be able to catch these things and be like hey you know what uh, maybe you shouldn't do that and you know maybe, obviously that they-
1: maybe no no kente cloth this time maybe the
2: Maybe maybe not have a a PC gamer show that starts with a Black Lives Matter message and only show like maybe one or two black people throughout the whole thing. Mm, Um, Yeah. Also,
0: drop the PC Master Race bullshit. That's that's long overdue. Stop saying that shit. But also, (laughs) uh, when uh, the Miles Morales Spider Man game comes out, I expect to see uh, more black and brown people reviewing that game, especially. Because of what that character means to us, right? So, like, I want to, I want to see that, and I'm, I'm like, I'm expecting that now. I'm calling that out right now.
2: Hey, but that's the time to watch it, right? Like, you see, like that's a perfect, perfect, perfect example of like, are we going to see other outlets with people of color who run it getting copies for that game, knowing damn well that that is a that is for the culture as a for the culture <laughs> title. Yes, you know what yes. I mean. So, like, we'll yeah. see, we'll see. And and we know who, I know who the folks who are like on that part of the fence who like will be the people who to be like, here's a code for that. Like, if you don't put out codes for that thing, like people are going to be put on blast. It's going
0: to happen. Yeah. Also, uh, I know Evan works on that game, so I will be uh, sliding into your DMs, Evan. Just, to, just, a, <laughs> <laughs> just a warning in advance. Um, but yeah, what else have you been playing, man? What's, uh, tell me about Disintegration.
2: Ooh, Disintegration is fantastic so far. It is this hybrid of a RTS and a first-person shooter from the folks over at V1 Interactive. Um, I've been playing a bunch of it because uh, I had a chance to get a code early uh, and play some of the single-player stuff. Um, It's this really cool story about basically a couple, like 150 years in the future, uh, they have taken out human brains and put them into robot bodies to keep them uh, from being harmed. Um, And and now we're seeing this kind of tug tug of war between some factions that either want to stay human or kind of want to get back to their humanness, which is the kind of ragtag crew that you play. Uh, and then there's a, a, a an alternate faction who uh, you wind up fighting that kind of want to use the power that they've gotten with their new robot bodies and all the things that come along with that to to to, to stay in that space. Um, it's been really cool. We had the the, the game director Marcus Leto, uh who's you know famous from the Halo series as being a person who, who grew that world um, on the show and had an interview with him that'll go up the next week. Um, and and just played a whole bunch of it. It feels good like you're in this vehicle called a grab cycle which basically is like the hand of god uh kind of above the fray while you control these ground units and, and kind of have them be, do attacks on on some of the other ground units that you see on the on the sky I mean on the ground uh while you're kind of patrolling the sky and shooting people out from from there and giving them cover it's it's really cool in terms of the the hybrid of uh, br- uh, bridging those two genres together which is something i hadn't really seen before um, and it feels kinetic enough that it doesn't feel like your normal RTS kind of wait and see what happens when you make your move and then see what the other what the other team does. Um, and then there's multiplayer in it that I haven't had a chance to to actually fully get into yet. I played some at PAX last year, um, and it still feels really really good, really interesting concept. The characters are really funny. Deborah Wilson is one of the who does does VO in the game, which automatically makes me like it um so yeah it's there's a lot of cool cool bits to what they're trying to pull off with this game and i'm hoping that it's successful like it's nice to see people try new things and and go in different directions with with multiple genres
0: yeah i i'm I actually uh thinking about it now i definitely played the like one of the early betas and um i'm curious to see some of that single player stuff because i one of the things i thought about when i was playing the multiplayer aspect of it was man i kind of want to play just by myself not having to worry about you know the teams and and whatever um but yeah i remember kind of digging it i I think it's definitely you know in some uncharted waters like it's trying to find out how to figure that out that whole equation which i think is kind of cool i think even if it's like messy i remember being a little messy and a little kind of like awkward to do a couple things but Mm -hmm. i also really find those kinds of games fascinating like the ones that aren't just like you know uh austin said it best this is the second reference to austin walker but like i remember when the outer worlds came out he called, he called it like a i think call it like a like a comfort uh like a blanket like a, you know what i mean like a familiar kind of blanket and i also love when games sort of just try weird shit and this seems like some weird shit that i that i want to <laughs> see more of so i i hope it can grow you know i hope it gets some, some sort of fan base around it that can yeah support it.
1: wait so are you guys uploading your consciousness to robot bodies in the future
3: i
2: would are you doing that you would I do would, it? I would, hell yeah! If yeah, I could have, do it. The, if I could I have like know. Megan Thee Stallion's body, <laughs> I would throw my brain up in there. You're real be easy. a sticky. Yo, yeah. I'm gonna be a sticky robot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, well, we, we, we're learning a lot about you today, Kyle. Hey, <laughs> I think I'm experiences... not doing it. I'm,
1: I'm just gonna tell you right now. I'm not uploading my brain to the server.
0: No,
2: not at all. Not at all.
1: No way. No wow. Way.
2: I mean, Damn. I think I think the only reason I say that is besides want to look like the value for at least a minute just to see what that's like, <laughs> but to but to know that you would live past the usual time frame that you have. I was thinking about that the other night, where I was like, you know, reflecting about the world and, and all the stuff that's happening now and, and technology and where we're at, and I was like, you really get a chance to scope out a hundred years if you're lucky. Of this mm. this this whole plane of existence that we wind up getting to be on, right? So you get a hundred years, and whatever happens in that hundred year span, is all you get. So if you got to re up yourself into a yeah. robot body, you could like see so many eras of stuff happen, which is kind of dope mm-hmm. in some ways. You just get, anyway.
0: I mean, if it, if it's like a, a large scale thing, and like you know me and all my friends and family minus Cam Rip uh, <laughs> get to. <laughs> get to live forever we'll, we'll remember you can't um, yeah, remember me that's all yeah like it reminds me of that uh you ever seen the um what's that what's his fucking name robin williams uh right. bicentennial man yep yes yep like he like all his friends and family died it's real sad but yeah, yeah I, I would i would want to see that i want to see like what people are going to be like because we often think about like ka said right we only have 100 years you know if we're lucky to experience life on this spinning rock mm-hmm. um and it's always the things that like i'm cu- i'm always fascinated by the things that are, are actually going to be historic like mm-hmm. we, we talk about you know steve jobs or, or whoever right but like in 200 years or whatever like honestly like yeah he'll be pretty important in the, in the span of history but like what are the things that actually moved the needle forward like in a big way like what are the things that like you know um just became i don't know i i often think about that because it, it's oftentimes a thing we don't uh consider it's, it's going to be something that we kind of brush over but in 20 years we'll really feel the impacts i mean you're seeing that with social media and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff at, at first it was like hey cool i can like i'm about to go get pizza everyone uh see you later have a good weekend <laughs> and now it's like De- uh, defund the police abolish the police <laughs> um so yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating to see. Uh, bringing it back to disintegration, it's gonna be fascinating to see uh, how this game continues to grow. Who um, know or if it'll be around in a hundred years? Yeah, right. Think about that. Um, speaking of, I think games that will probably be around in a hundred years. Cam, um, let's talk about Bloodborne.
1: Hey, you
0: did it! I got to it.
1: watch your 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 stream the other day, and I was like, uh, I'm legit like tear it up because i've been trying to get you to play this for years now and it's just <laughs> it's one of my favorite games of all time and i just love it um and you you were seem you seem to have had a good time did you play any more since your last year?
0: Oh, yeah. Even when I'm not streaming it, I'm, like, going back in just to grind a little bit, just to, like, explore areas and, and, you know, just learn the enemy movements and and attacks and and pacing. Just because I'm, like, realizing, I mean, I I think it started a while ago when I was like, I think I'm going to play Bayonetta. I'm not sure if I like these games. And I'm a fucking liar because (laughs) I do love those games. I, I like, because people on the stream, too, were, I I couldn't tell at first if they were just gassing me up and they were just trying to, like, get in my head and make me feel like, you know. But they were like, oh my god, it took me 10 hours to get where you got in 20 minutes. Or they were like, you know, you're, you're so good at these games. How the fuck are you just naturally so good? And I don't think it's just, I'm naturally that good at these games. I think I just play a fuck ton of them and I, I don't realize it. So, like, right. you know, beyond Bayonetta 1 and 2 and, and the Devil May Cry series. And, like, I mean, even things like Monster Hunter and um, all these other games that require you to, like, time things right. Parry, dodge, hit, you know, upgrade things. You know, th- there's a lot of, like, familiarity that I already had instilled in my bones but also games that were already influenced by the demon souls and dark souls games and bloodborne you know i I played uh, most of jedi fallen order on like the harder difficulty so like it's not that surprising i feel like if um but all that to say uh, to stop patting myself on the fucking back here um (laughs) All that to say, uh, Bloodborne has actually been blowing me away in ways that I was prepared for, but in other ways that I wasn't fully anticipating. So like when I stream it, I'm also kind of taking the moment to... So part of the reason why I love streaming games is because it's like a shared experience, but it's also a time for me to uh, meditate on a game in real time. Mm -hmm. And I I, I don't often get a chance to do that besides when I'm like with my partner and I'm, I'm talking to her and she's, you know kind of on her phone listen like half listening to me like yeah okay whatever um but when i'm playing bloodborne i made the analogy of like it reminds me of being uh of playing an instrument which i grew up playing two instruments um and it, it reminds me of uh when i was younger i mentioned this on the stream but every year we would take this thing for for new york state called nisma i forget what it's called like new york state something something music association um and we would be tested on like a hard piece of music by like a, you know, three judges or one judge. And they would give you a sheet of music to sight read, which means like you have to you're seeing it for the first time. They're going to judge you based off of how well you can play it for the first time. They'll give you like five minutes to sort of like read it and maybe practice quietly without actually playing the instrument. I should also mention I played the violin um, and you played it and... It, this reminds me of that. So I'm like every time I encounter a new enemy, I'm like, oh cool, it's a new sheet of music. So it's it's a new like mm-hmm. two row like two lines of, of, of you know sheet music that I have to read and perform because I'm like learning their notes and I, I'm learning like what their ranges, how many attacks they do, and I'm, I'm doing it real time on the stream where I'm like, okay, one, two, three, four. Okay, when he does that, he does four. When he like reaches up, he waits an extra second and then he slams down. So I'm like I'm reading the music and then it's like, okay, time to perform. So like that's been the fun part for me more than anything. It it just feels more like a rhythm game, which I think Ren in the chat had pointed out before. But Bloodborne also adds the wonderful addition and this has probably all been said before in the past that I'm I'm super late to the party, but um the wonderful addition of that lore and that you know that that world the way it looks and feels and sounds especially like there's so much work being done by just the sounds in the world like people laughing in buildings and um uh, npcs saying really unsettling things to you when they start to die like it's just full of so much wonder and i get it now i finally understand what everybody's been talking about especially you for years have been telling me to play this game but um it makes me also want to go back and, and you know, with, especially with the recent news of Demon Souls getting a remaster and, you know, uh, Sekido sort of still in the conversation for the most part. Um, yeah, I'm I'm curious how far you've gotten um, into the game so far.
1: Yeah, so I picked up uh, Bloodborne last week and I just like started a new character um, and I got all the way up. I don't know how far you got, but I got to basically like the second boss, Um he uh, was named his name is father Gascoigne. I don't mm-hmm. know if we faced him yet, but yeah, um, I watched him. okay yeah he's a really he's one of my favorite bosses in the game. He's super early on he's pretty easy, but he has so many cool mechanics to that game and it just like that's the point in the game usually where it clicks for everybody where it's like, yep. oh, this game is fucking dope and there's a lot more mm-hmm. going on behind the scenes. Um, but I think my favorite part of this this series I mean just this game specifically, in the series at whole, like um I think that uh, uh from software is is really good at like the world building and level design. like you sometimes I just like I'll be climbing up a ladder and I'll just kind of pan the camera around just to look at the world that I've come from and just like see like all these vast views like oh i can actually go over there or mm-hmm. this is where i fought those two guys over there and this is where i'm going i was just over here but i passed it from a different vantage point it's like incredible to me sometimes i just sit there and i stare at it like um yeah i, I made it to like central um Yharnam recently which is like the new like kind of hub area and mm-hmm. uh it's just uh, i fell back in love with this game this is my third time playing this game and I'm kind of doing, like, a different build this time. And, uh, yeah, I'm just having a, a ton of fun with it. And the fashion in the game is just so good. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering how you're digging the story. Like, is it is it coming to you? Are you understanding
0: it? Are you confused? Like, yeah, I I understand that the... It's also wild to be playing this in the middle of a pandemic when this yeah. this, this game is all about people coughing every time you go to the window and they're talking about you know who's been infected and Mm -hmm. and all this kind of stuff it hits different right now especially um but i'm actually i I get the the main thing that's happening i think i'm finding a lot of uh interest in finding those moments where you interact with npcs by knocking on a door or stopping by a window and they give you stuff and like Mm -hmm. it's not it's all stuff that's being um communicated through just dialogue for the most part and there were things that are you know also through the items and everything it's it's so well crafted that um i even forgot a couple things like after you fight father g i forget what his name is um Gascoin. uh there was something that i missed and i I didn't pick it up until after i had i had beaten him and i was like oh it clicked in that moment i don't want to give it away for anybody who might want to play it but it was something that kind of teaches you to not just sort of treat these items and things that people give you as just kind of fetch quests, things that you kind of ambiently forget about in the background like you would in other games. And this game, it really invites you to read the lore and, and pay attention when people are speaking because, you know, it's it's not going to completely impact your progression or right. your, or your playthrough, at least from what I've seen so far. But it will add so much to it that it, it just like it's it's so important to follow along if you can. Um, Ka, I'm curious if you've played any of the FromSoft games or if you if you're curious about them at all.
2: Yeah, I mean I played Dark Souls, Demon Souls. I played uh, Bloodborne a bit. Um, I'm just really bad. I'm like I'm I'm bad at Bloodborne specifically because I just forgot where I was. Like I put it down for like uh like six months and then I'm almost like yeah. is a really is a really important cadence to those games. Of like not only just the way that you fight enemies and kind of tackle situations, but it's um about like where you are in conjunction to where think like your next steps are going to be. So like right. I don't know if at this point I just need to start over and it's just kind of go from the beginning and get back into it. But I still need a guide. Like I need I need like Cam sitting on my shoulder to be like, <laughs> all right you go here first, then you go here second and then you go here. Like I need that kind of person in my life to, to do that you work. should with stream me. it. I, w- it. I would definitely stream it is it is it on did they put it on pc yet no, uh, no i think isn't it
0: it's not no no there was rumors of it coming to pc but that hasn't been confirmed yet okay
2: actually. okay all right i'll see if my capture card is working now because i would love that actually like I, I that's one of the times when i'm like please uh backseat game for me like i want everyone <laughs> yeah. to tell me all the things that i need to know um one of the things i actually really loved about that game specifically was hearing the conversations initially about like how hard it was and like like oh this game is too hard even though bloodborne is the easier version of those other other games Mm -hmm. and i and i told somebody once i kind of got it that i was like oh i was like this game isn't hard it's unfair and it cheat, and it's cheap in in, in lots of ways but you have to go into that thing being really humble which i think is an interesting thing where you have to understand it like no the game isn't beating your ass because it's just beating your ass it's trying to teach you something and if you if you let go of your own hubris to be like, I'm going to brute force this and you and you play by the rules that it tries to give you for each boss and for each segment, then you have a really better appreciation, not only for the game design, but for how well other people are who who, who play the games in the ways that they can, who like speed run it and all that stuff. Like I became fascinated with watching those kinds of speed runs because I was like, oh, this has a rhythm like oh this game is yeah. trying to tell you a thing by showcasing oh this move is coming oh this thing is about to happen like oh you need to pay attention to that and, and do it in a real way um so yeah I've, I've actually come around on those games in a in a in a different way which makes me really excited for games like mortal shell which i'm actually kind mm. of excited about um so yeah i've, I've definitely had some t- some time in with those but i i need to go back to bloodborne and, and, and retry it because um, I used to get really frustrated, but I don't now because I'm just like, oh, I'm stupid. Like, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> I didn't yeah, need to do yeah. that thing at that moment and uh, and figure that out. So, yeah, I, I would definitely yeah. need some help with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, my chat's also been excellent about, you know, doing some light backseat gaming whenever i have a question about something that i don't understand or like whenever because the game also i think personally speaking does a bad job of giving you things before it explains them to you so mm. i'm like what the fuck is a gemstone what am i and they're like don't worry about that you'll come back to that. i'm like oh, okay cool so i can like you know offload that cpu percentage mm. to like, you know <laughs> put it back into playing the game um but yeah it, it to, to add to your analogy too I, like, I feel like that's kind of why i think i uh, i'm attracted to games like rhythm games or or Puzzle games because you're you have to listen to the game, uh, otherwise it's like it like again it's like playing music. If if you're not actually like paying attention to the little subtleties of like you know when to apply, you know this is all musical shit, but like vibrato or whatever, um, then it's not It's not going to sound good like it'll sound all right but it won't sound great mm-hmm. so you have to really listen to it and and pay attention to it and like because most of my boss fights which i've been also highlighting on my twitch page twitch.tv slash paulie miles shameless plug um mm-hmm.
3: i've
0: i've been uh like you see most of my boss fights are just me just watching just observing i'm i'm, I'm watching and i'm like okay he does this attack that's when he winds up for that one and i'm just dodging a lot just to get my, my like my footing just to see how you know how much space i have so it's a lot of that too i think um i think just like playing an instrument again if you hit a wall you have to really come back to it later like you have to put it down go do something else like relax decompress otherwise you're just going to keep tensing up and you're going to keep hitting that wall and you're and you're just going to keep failing over and over again which you know for some people works too that's that's also an approach it's a valid approach but for me i i know when to walk away from a game like that it even happened on a stream recently i was like you know what i'm gonna try this tomorrow or on saturday morning yeah. and you know sure enough. First try, I, I watched the the boss, no problem. But, um, how, how yeah. far have you gone? So, I have gotten to I forget what it's called. So, I, I beat the first two bosses. I also ran into them in opposite order. So, I ran into Father, whatever G, once, mm-hmm. uh, first, and then, uh, the Cleric Beast second. Oh. And then, Chat was like, play the cl- uh, Cleric Beast first. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, I got the Cleric Beast on my second try, and then I got, then I went back, and it took me several tries for father whatever yeah um and then so i think right now the the thing that i'm having that i hit the wall that i hit was the the part where there's a dude on a on a machine gun
1: oh yeah in old so, yeah so i oh. got to the oh, roof yeah that's a good that's right a great the fuck segment. Off. Yeah. Yeah. that's a great yeah it's a great once it, you figure it I, out you're gonna be like oh shit
0: yeah because because i mean to to cause point too like when i got to the roof I rolled the fuck off the roof, and I was, the game told me, "All right, remember how you used to roll all the fucking time? You can't do that right now. You can't do it here." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, game. I, I see what you're doing. I see what you I see where you're going." So I'm, I'm like, "I'm anxious to, or I'm not. I'm not anxious. I'm excited to go back in and tease that part of part because it seems like it's teaching me more stuff on top of the stuff that I have already, you know, programmed into my brain." So yeah. I, I can't wait to go back and, and play more of it. I'm I'm glad, um, I'm
1: glad you're digging it. I'm glad you're digging it.
0: Yeah, it's it's I get it. I get it. Cam and, and Kirk and also shout out to Tom who we had a Old Viewpoints, Tom Caswell. We had Old Viewpoints where he was trying to pitch me to play Bloodborne. I get it. I'm uh you know, I'm in there. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, and so you've also been playing Sekiro at the same time. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm trying to do this weird experiment. Um, I gave like I gave up on Sekiro like pretty early on the first when it first came out. I was super hyped about the game because I was like, it's another FromSoft game. It's a, it's about like, uh, samurai lore and stuff like that. And I'm really into those two things. But um, it just I just hit a wall in that game really hard and. So this time around, I was like, let me just start all over and give it the old college try. And, like, put, you know, give it, you know, good faith, just, like, play it out. And I've been playing the game a little differently. And you have to play this game a little differently than, like, a Bloodborne. It's kind of like you said about the, um, like, a rhythm game. I think that Sekiro is more of a rhythm game um, than Bloodborne is. Like, literally, like, I, you know, the parrying mechanic is just so hard to... Um, Come to grips with because i'm one i'm not great with uh, with uh rhythm games and i'm not super great with uh like timing in general <laughs> um mm. i got rhythm but like i can't press buttons uh t- to do the thing right and also on top mm. of that i have shitty controllers so that's like another yeah. la- layer of thing where i'm like i know i pressed that shit why is this like big ogre dude like not dead right now um but i've actually like made a um kind of, like i've hit the same wall again i landed right back where i was the last time i played and i'm just stuck so i decided to just kind of like run past certain things and just try to get as far as i can without fighting anybody so i've been doing that mm-hmm. like i've gotten further doing that by then than actually fighting and trying to play the game the way it's intended. I've been going like to new. I got to this like new area where it's like a temple with all these monks and shit like that, and that was pretty cool. But I, I'm, I think ultimately, like this game is not for me. Like this is the one that's just like hmm. I'm gonna have to either put it down for a while because I'm just not having as much fun. Like, and then in comparison to Bloodborne, where like I picked it up and now I don't want to stop playing. Um, right. This one is just like I'm begrud- uh, begrudgingly like playing this thing just to see. If I it'll like click with for me but this the the skill floor is just so high already um mm-hmm. and then I don't even know where the ceilings at but I' it's, it's just it's just a hard bar of entry so um I'm kind of disappointed you know I feel like'm I'm, I'm quitting but whatever man I, I, don't, I have no problem putting games down
0: I also feel like you're already playing one of these kinds of games. Like, just focus on the one, you know. But like, focus on. It's just
1: Bloodborne. like, I, it, honestly, it feels like Bloodborne. Like when I'm playing, I feel relaxed. Like I, I'm not like mm. I'm not like super like surprised by anything anymore. I just this is my third time playing it. And I've watched a ton of lore videos and all this stuff. So like I'm so familiar with the game. It feels like home, right? Like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just I don't know. Like it's just a different play, but. Uh,
2: I want to get sure. to that point no, at that some makes... point. This is the way, I just know it, yeah. and I'm just like, "Oh, okay, I know what you're about to do." Let me get to the spot that I need to, and then you can start playing around with the systems a lot. Which right? Really yeah. Excited yeah. For.
1: That's the be- that's That yeah. that feels really good when you're just like, "Oh, I, I missed this this boss, or I missed this like one NPC, like oh, I forgot to do these fetch fetch quests and stuff like that." But yeah, man, um, I they, I think they're they're both really good games, and I'm excited for their their whatever the new one is going to be uh, next year or the year after that.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, word. Well,
1: uh, how's um, uh,
0: Mafia? Oh man, so I've, I've been I'm continuing to play Mafia Three offline. No longer streaming it, and uh, man, it, again, it continues to be pretty fucking incredible on on all fronts, uh, especially specifically like the writing and and character side of things. It's wow. I just I just passed the part where, uh, shout out to Nolan North for uh, and also shout out to I guess two K for for casting Nolan North as like <laughs> one of these extremely racist characters in the game and and uh there's like that you literally roll up to him like at a clan rally and shit it's it's wild as fuck Mm -hmm. um and yeah that game continues to blow me away in in so many different ways and i think you know uh i think there's no better time than right now i think if if you're interested in sort of getting more of that um context and stuff because it's it's you know it's obviously like i said before it's a fictional city but it takes place with historical, like, actual American history in it and, you know, international history if you want to consider the Vietnam War in that sense. So it feels, like, super tied so closely to a lot of things that I've been consuming already, especially lately when it comes to, like, I mean, we'll talk about The Five Bloods and, and, um, you know, all the movies and and reading that I've been doing again lately, music I've been listening to lately. It's uh, it's blowing me away. It continues to blow me away. And I, I guess another reason why we need more black people and people of color to um start get, getting these codes out there because I, I i heard about it when it came out and it was specifically because actually um because of tanya who i think at the time was streaming it i remember seeing it a couple times and like what like hopping into a stream for a bit and being like oh this is actually kind of interesting but outside of that i don't remember hearing a lot of buzz and maybe i was just out of the loop that, that could totally also be possible there were probably folks talking about it back then but um i'm i'm, I'm still just like looking around like you know have have you guys played this <laughs> have you heard of this this is wild like i can't <laughs> believe this came out years ago i didn't really even pay attention to it um and i feel kind of dumb for it you know i feel like damn i should have actually listened to to what you know what what i guess folks were talking about but um
2: yeah Khalif, have you played mafia 3 oh my god yeah we did like um we had like an interesting <laughs> dual roundtable show um where we had tanya uh turik musa um uh, 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 Trey Andrea Russworm who's a ma- an amazing uh, academic um, we all talked about the game and then we did a second show right after that to bookend it with Charles Webb who was one of the writers on it um, yeah. it, is, it is one of my favorite games of all time like I think it's the blackest game in, in, in existence um, which I absolutely love the fact that they dug into everything in the ways that they did um, yeah. and had that really had those really racist moments like and didn't shy away from it and like really made you deal with it. Um, yeah. It's it's such a good game. Like it, it, encap, it encapsulates so many different things. Like it's a little bit of warriors because of the 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 you know the the radio voice. It's a little bit of um, you know black exploitation in the way that it feels. Uh, you know, fantastic music that 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 kind of wraps around everything of the time too. Like. I think 2K doesn't get a lot of love or a lot of credit for what they did with that game because it put a black man character who is a, who is a veteran coming back yeah. to the States at the helm yeah. of this kind of um, revenge tale, which was, which was a revenge tale that wasn't an angry black man story, which is also really interesting and, and, and brilliant in the way that they you know, tackled that as a, as a trope and did not, did not fall into it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is absolutely, like, one of the best games of the decade. And I think most people who haven't checked that out, like, especially now that it's coming back out with the remaster, like, you need to play that thing. It's so good.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, and I think also, like, so two quick things, because we're going to be, this is going to be a long show. Cobb Let us know if you have to leave soon yeah, okay. <laughs> or whatever. Um, but, the, yeah, two quick things is, one, um, the fact that this game doesn't shy away from the, first of all, the violence, it's, it's extremely violent, but it will oftentimes give you a character who you've impacted. Uh, who's who's like that? Violence has actually impacted them, and they make you reflect on it in a way that I wasn't prepared for. And I was like, "Holy shit!" In, in so many other games, you know, you mow down hundreds of people, and then you are just kind of like, "Cool, I got an upgrade for my skill tree," and you don't really think about it. Right. In this game, some characters will come back and, and talk to you about how they got how they got into the, the you know the life of crime, and how it necessarily wasn't a choice for them, mm. and how they're just trying to survive. And, and like, there's another moment where, um, you know. You talked about how it's it's a revenge tale, but it, it definitely doesn't fall into the the tropes and and you know uh, specific uh, kind of cliches that other games might. and there are times where it sets it in a context and it gives you characters that you understand in a way that like they are like truly evil people. Mm-hmm. and there are times where in other games, you're told you know in a far cry game maybe one of the newer ones you're told go kill this guy because he's a bad dude and look what he did he killed a dog that's bad oh no go kill him and you're like okay sure okay whatever but in this game when i'm like okay now's my chance to go you know finally kill this dude i feel so motivated to do it in a way that like very few games have actually done for me personally um and it all has to do with like some of that super strong writing and and you know these characters who i care for even the ones who i find scummy like the CIA dude i'm like ah oh, this dude is kind of the worst but also like fuck it he's kind of like on our side and and they kind of contextualize the fact that yeah you're you're this you're this badass who's able to go in and clear out a whole building because you know you were special forces and you were trained by the CIA and all this other stuff and it's like oh okay yeah and in that sense fuck it i'll be this badass you know dude who just goes around and mows people down because i don't know it, it just the way it cements everything in, in such a strong foundation is is really admirable and yeah i, I wish 2k got more credit for it and i'm i'm, I'm gonna keep singing its praises until I'm, I'm done beating it hopefully uh i can have more more sort of final thoughts once i'm done with it but i'm also like doing all the side missions i'm doing mm. all of the like i'm picking things up i'm reading the articles like I, I mentioned them last time but there's an interview with you know one of like kennedy's cabinet members and i'm like reading all these things that i just completely it's just completely blowing me away and uh yeah that game does definitely deserves some more attention so if you haven't played it out there please go play that it's i mean it was free one time for ps plus that's how i have yeah. it and i like i, I kind of want to just buy <laughs> i kind of want to buy it for somebody at this point <laughs> i feel guilty playing it for free um but uh all right cool let's um Actually, before we jump into uh, the news and everything else for the week, I'm going to take a quick, quick break and then uh, we can uh, jump back into the rest of the show. So uh, we'll be right back. All right. So jumping into the news this week. Uh, so a follow up to a story that we've, we've been talking about for for, for a while now, actually. Um, shout out to Dia, who wrote this for Paste. She, uh, We We talked last week about how she put the call out for, you know, finding black video game composers. And the first one actually went live this this week, and there's a, there's a selection of a variety of different black composers with their you know band camps and sound clouds and email addresses, and it's really cool to see that like there there are black video game composers out there, and their their work is actually incredible. I, I got to listen to a few of them uh, just going to their sound clouds and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I love that this is uh, seems to be. A, because I'm getting the sense that it's going to be part of a larger series because it, it says part one. I'm, I'm assuming she got so many um, responses that I can't wait to see more of them and I'm also like wanted to shout it out because if any people out there on the dev side or industry side are listening... Um, This is a great resource to go find those composers, especially if you're doing a game that like, I mean, her previous post talked about it right about like, why do so many games have like, you know, acid jazz and like, you know, fucking uh, lo-fi hip hop, which has become a trend recently or whatever. Um, But it's still kind of hard to find big name black video game composers. So here's a resource. Here's yeah, it's right here, all That's spelled so out cool. for you. Yeah, it's so good. Um I don't know if y'all had a ch- chance to check it out, but do you have any thoughts on this? I hadn't I hadn't, uh caught up on it, but uh yeah, I'm I'm like
1: super hyped. I remember we talked about it a couple weeks ago and I was just like, yeah, I want I want to see this list and the fact of that it is like a multi-part thing is just too exciting. So I'm going to dive through this this week and uh since I'm back into some music stuff
0: um and just start finding the people that I like. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Yep. yeah for sure um kai you have any thoughts on this
2: i mean it's good to see some familiar names on this list which is great um awesome it was, it was one of the things when i remember uh initially getting into the industry and, and starting this this kind of work that there were a couple of folks who i wound up having conversations with who are on this list so i'm just happy to see that they're getting the love that they they definitely deserve because they do great stuff yeah Some of the folks, was, especially on here
0: yeah i was blown away i was like man i, I want to hear more of this stuff like mm-hmm. we got to start fucking put up, give them fucking work man come on <laughs> seriously.
1: Uh,
0: god all right so um without burying the, the lead any further we had we finally had the ps5 event this week and uh, a lot of stuff got announced but more importantly we got a chance to actually see what the consoles plural are going to look like um first of all without getting into everything that was announced um cam what do you think about the console design i i need i need your your thoughts here
1: I the, the first thing I thought well was does it lay down because I don't have a lot of vertical space, yeah. um so I, that was the first thing I I actually kind of dig the design like I loved all the memes that were coming out of it oh, <laughs> the, the day like looked like everything with a pop collar but I kind of I kind of like the f- futuristic design I I was expecting the, the to go more like you know how they usually do more tame and you know and uh, kind of boring. I, I think right. the, the Xbox looks a little boring. Um yeah, it's So I, I'm excited that they're actually doing something with, like, wings and a spoiler and shit. Like, why not? Like, go for it. Yeah, for maybe, sure. Make uh, it look weird.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Khalif, what do you think? I mean, it's dope. Like, I'm, I'm really hyped that they went wild and they didn't go safe. Um, everyone is losing their minds right now because they're, like, doing the super, super, uh, uh, like, pull-in cam. They're doing the super zoom on everything. They're like, yo... The, the the textures <laughs> on the controller are little Xbox little symbols, triangles, yo. triangles and shit, yeah. yo. It's mad little squares <laughs> and triangles. Dude. It's about to be a whole bunch of Ghostface Killer take on that whole thing. Yeah. Like, yo, what's the Illuminati? Son, they trying to put messages in the, in the controller. B. Um I, I'm actually really excited for it. Like I, I am with Cam that I'm happy that you can lay that bad boy down because uh, vertical is not going to be the play the way that I'm going to put that thing in my console. The one thing I did actually, uh, I'm still a little bit confused with in terms of like uh, the way you're going to kind of put things together is the PlayStation camera. Mm, yeah. The way that that thing is built is super weird. Like, I don't know how it's supposed to fit on your actual TV. That shit looks like a the design. One. Yep. Uh, yeah for real <laughs> I was, uh, what the fuck johnny five is alive um <laughs> it, it, so so I, that's gonna be the thing i actually am really interested to see but i'm happy they went i'm happy they went white with it i'm happy they went like wild with it it makes me actually really think a lot about how um this design of the console might be a reflection of their new ui for whatever the Mm. the 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 os is going to be like i think if you're going to go wild with the design you're probably going to do something really cool with the ui of the of the system too which i'm hoping they do so we'll see
0: yeah i'm actually in agreement with both of you i i I love the way it looks i think at first i was kind of like huh and then i think over time i'm always for product design that kind of bends the rules a little bit and makes things more like you know less angular more more you know more round in in certain ways like less because I I agree I think the Xbox One X in particular it looks super boring it just looks like a cable box you know what I mean it doesn't have anything super special about it even Mm. the Xbox Series X um, whatever that thing is called we don't even know what Lockhart looks like but even that thing I, I kind of admire their commitment to keeping that thing looking like a box <laughs> yeah that's, that, right? that's kind of the whole you know yeah they're like fuck we, we called it an xbox we can't do anything much of this um so I, I you know i can i can understand that and appreciate that same thing with the switch i guess but it is it is sort of expected of sony to come out with the weird i mean remember the boomerang controller they originally showed i, I think mm. about that thing about how weird and how polarizing that thing was mm-hmm. i i like when the, you know products are because i mean even a controller even a standard controller now like the xbox controller or the playstation controller even a pro controller for the switch those things are very angular they have a lot of like uh, not angular i'm sorry they're very round and they have sort of like a it almost feels like uh, something that's alive and this thing kind of feels like that it feels like i don't know it's it's it grew out of the stand i'm definitely gonna probably prop it up vertically because i think it looks kind of dope that way i think mm-hmm. i have the room for it but um yeah i'm i'm all for it i like it i I love when when people take chances like this and and i'm i'm in love with the way it looks so far i want to see different colors too though if possible but um so all the announcements we got i'm taking this from kotaku um one of the things i actually forgot to mention was it's going to come in two versions it's going to come with a a disc tray and one that doesn't have one so it's an all digital version which i actually might consider just getting at this point because i think i buy most of my games digitally at, at, at this point um but uh, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but Demon's Souls is coming back. Blue Point Games and Sony's Japan Studio are remaking the classic Sony action game. Um, you guys both played Demon Souls, right? I've never yeah. played Demon Souls. Oh. I played a little
2: bit. I was again not good at it, but I played a little bit.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm curious to, to check it out now to see like the origins of where you know, so to speak, where this all started. Because uh, and it's, you know, because a part of me doesn't want to go back and play the you know whatever the the remasters or or even just the older versions so i'm curious to jump into it for the first time especially now that i have all this learned knowledge from the the games that came after it but
1: i think it's going to be super exciting because demon souls demons souls is uh one of those games that if you came to it late you're not getting the full experience because it was like an online game and you're Mm. supposed to be playing with the community because it changes the way the world uh reacts um so this is going to be cool. The second time around, everybody has it, and the servers are live. I think that's going to be super,
0: super dope. Nice. Yeah, I'm. I'm also excited to see that. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, so we also got to see Resident Evil Eight. It's going to. It's super like it's returning hype. to. Yeah, to first person. It looks pretty wild. The village logo came up, and they, I, I knew right away. I was like, oh, this is seven. They they love to do that. Like the whole Roman numeral thing. They they love that thing a yeah. lot. Um. <laughs> We got to see Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is surprisingly coming in a holiday 2020, uh, which also I, I linked, I think I linked it here later on, um, which we can maybe even talk about now, but there was some weird communication about it being an expansion and not its own standalone game. And then mm-hmm. sort of later on, I think Sony went ahead and clarified that it is going to be a standalone game, that, that they were just mostly referring to how it's like basically kind of using a uh, an updated version of the same engine with other stuff. So it was like a weird uh, messaging uh, mix-up thing but it, it did kind of like take away from a little bit of the excitement because when the reveal happened i was like fucking yes finally i gotta love miles <laughs> morales as spider-man um and you know we saw him in the previous game and and there were you know they were alluding to the fact that he was going to be his like you know like his his um like is basically like learning from directly from peter parker and and all that kind of stuff and people were also excited about the way at least from the trailer what we've seen so far the way he was even lit like the like literally from like the the practical lighting in the background with the neon sign like these are things that have been happening for for years and years and years now like with you know specific shows and movies I saw like really cool positive reactions to his hair, which I thought was kinda cool. Like nope. um That so, show is yeah. so
1: funny to me because <laughs> the the whole internet was getting on the devs like, oh you know, they don't know how to do black hair, this, like <laughs> that. And then a picture pops up of the source the the guy who does yeah. the mocap and his hair looks
0: <laughs> yeah, his your hair, like and
1: that. i was yeah. crying like i could not stop crying Yo, i was so like good. that is the foulest shit i've ever seen in my life people so, were yeah. really like going in on his hair and it was it was actually his hair oh yeah, yeah. you gotta love the internet
0: right but you gotta also love gotta love internet. uh shout out to the to the barbers out there working hard to uh, <laughs> line them up yeah right? yeah line them up give them that shape up make them look real good for the for the trailer yeah. I, I definitely noticed and appreciated it for sure um but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to play it, man. I, I really do hope, though, that you know, I mean, Miles Morales as a character, uh, yeah. as as Spider Man, definitely has his own set of abilities and things that make him really dope. So I'm I'm hoping they really lean into that, and you know, I'm I am extremely curious, especially during this current climate, as to how they're gonna you know handle a lot of the the police stuff, especially considering that his you know canonically his his father is a, is right. a police officer, um, but uh, you know. In general, Khalif, what would you think of the the reveal for Spider-Man?
2: I mean, I think it was solid. I mean, you know, it's interesting because, like, I know that that game, everyone knew that game was coming out. And it was cool to be able to finally see it running on PS5. What I'm really excited for is just to see them do the whole, like, all right, so here's the no loading thing. You know, like, here's the whole, like, I want to see how the the hardware is going to affect the software um in the in the way that that is because the the first game was fantastic now having miles at the helm is going to be even better uh to see where they where they do the 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 cultural text uh touchstone parts like see if they get those things right because that'll be that'll be dope Uh, if they can nail that stuff then they will have like the the quintessential spider-man game so we'll see yeah
0: yeah, totally. Like, I, I want to know who they cast as his friends, as, especially as his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of really cool things to to unravel. Hopefully, if if, if done right. But uh, in addition to that, we got uh, probably the worst title. I'm going to just call it out right now: Horizon Forbidden West. I like, li- like literally the words in there. I'm, I'm not talking about the game because I think Horizon was cool, the first game, even though it had its problems for sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely tonally, it, the first Horizon had you know the word Braves in there. Had a bunch of things that were kind of weird about it, but. um doesn't seem like they learned the lesson this time around considering they're calling it Horizon Forbidden West which you know definitely for me as someone who's kind of spoken out about that in for previous games not a huge fan of of the the wording there uh just kind of alluding to that sort of manifest destiny ass type stuff um but i guess we'll wait and see you know i'm, I'm always the i'm i'm, I'm much kinder <laughs> and some of my fears are about like let me just like listen and see what they have to say because i'm curious to see if maybe they even address it uh, i would be shocked if they did but i'm you know. assuming this game picks up right
1: after the last one because they haven't changed Aloy's design at all which i was hoping for yeah i was hoping they would maybe steer away from her having you know those uh, locks or whatever yeah. and uh yeah i would i was kind of like disappointed to see them back maybe 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 they're all like that's like the beginning and then she gets like her shit straightened but yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> i i just hate that shit but yeah no, I mean, that's
0: true <laughs> whatever what do you what do you mean cam there is a post-racial robot world what are i you mean many about? cultures had dreads cam <laughs> yeah what are you talking about man come on man Um, have
2: you not seen the vikings bro (laughs) yeah right
0: (laughs) yeah right oh god um but in addition to that we got ratchet and clank rift apart which looked fucking amazing Uh, i was holy shit they're definitely i mean ka alluded to it but they're definitely like flexing that solid state drive shit because they were loading in and out of like different worlds um sorry i snapped there I, I talk with my hands i can't help it um you but, plugged in your switch i was like oh shit <laughs> so you heard that <laughs> uh, yeah no i'm I'm looking forward to this game as someone who's not really like a huge ratchet and clank person but i mean it's for something to they, they, they definitely needed uh a game that showcased what the hardware is capable of and i think ratchet and clank did a wonderful job of doing that especially like you know insomniac they i mean that demo fucking blew me away um Khalif, I'm curious to get your thoughts on that one.
2: I think that was the showcase title for, yeah. for the hardware. I mean, I'm not a big yeah. Ration and Clank fan. I know uh, folks were like, yo, we need a Ration and Clank game. I was like, no, you don't. But <laughs> um,
1: that's what I'm um,
2: Yeah, I'm like, no, you don't. You don't need another Ration and Clank game. Um, <laughs> but it's actually really cool to see them. Again, like, I want to see uh, the thing that's going to pull everybody in during this initial launch is you need to have folks who are putting the tech first like the games are going to be good for the most part but if you're not showcasing why the tech matters for the games that we're going to get in that first initial batch of stuff like it's going to be a weird launch for them um yeah so those are the differentiators between you know again what these what these consoles are going to do uh, in the in the earliest early stages of of their existence, in comparison to of course what we're going to get you know later down the line, so they have to they have to put their money where their mouth is and showcase all that stuff. So be loud and proud about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Otherwise, you're going to stadia it. You're going gonna to be like, we have all this cool technology, and then like, but we don't have anything to show you what, yeah, exactly. what it looks like. Um, yeah, I mean, they showed off Gran Turismo Seven, which is you know definitely a soft spot in my heart. I love Gran Turismo, but that game has always looked incredible. So right. I guess to add to your point, it's like what is the hardware doing that's going to give me what the current gen hardware can't? Um, so which you, I guess
1: did you see those reflections 2K? though? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 2K the two tracing. Yeah, oh, the two K. Yeah, sweat? that was actually. That's yo, sweat. That, Give me that I Zion mean, sweat, man. Yo,
2: when they start doing, you know, 8K texture Achilles tail, uh, Achilles tears. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Ooh. 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 Yeah. It's going to be Mortal Kombat 2K11, <laughs> 2K22.
0: You hear the way the echo of the, the knees
2: crunching, hurt oh, the brain tracing sound. Yo, that 3D audio on that patella tendon, yo.
0: Ooh. Oh, yo. God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> complete. ACL fracture. Uh. But
2: but but I want to say really quick because I was you know me, me, me being a bullshit artist on that one. But I think I, uh, the the titles that I always think are going to be the ones that drive everything forward. Like you said, Gran Turismo is going to be one of those. Always looks right. good. Shout out to Polyphonic, and then 2K. I think sports titles are the initial always the like technical marvel that you see yeah. that that happens every generation. Um, and I think it's worth. I think it's worth the price of admission to see what those things are going to look like when they actually come out and when they're ready to go on new hardware. Like, just to see what the... Like, forget the sweat parts. Forget the the glisten and all that stuff all over your body. But it's like, (laughs) the way that the actual game is going to manifest itself because they have all this beefy hardware to do new stuff... Like, right. of all the titles that I'm actually really excited about to, like, f- figure out what the, the nuts and bolts behind everything is going to be, like, 2K really is that game for me. Because I'm just like, what, did you, what are you going to do with the systems that you've already built that are pretty phenomenal that you're going to say, now I have more hardware and more juice to do cool things with? So, yeah. we'll see. Usually it's not in the first game. It's usually in the second game after a launch. That's what I'm really excited for.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that's where I was kind of disappointed with this because I was expecting a little bit more talking and a lot less just uh, demo. I mean, not demo, but like uh, trailers, um, montage or whatever. And I think it just doesn't get across what we're actually going to be getting, right? Like, this is nothing new. And this is what I was talking about a couple weeks back when I was saying, like, yo, it's hard for me to get excited about this stuff until we actually get our hands on it because... It's just, like, my TV can't show me what it's going to look like through YouTube. Like, it's just not going to convey that same energy as me playing it and all that stuff. So, it's going to look like current-gen shit. Like, mm-hmm. like, it looks cool. Like, I'm glad this is another, you know, RE8. But, like, what is it doing different from RE7? You know what I'm saying? Like, what does it look like? So, it's hard mm-hmm. to, to not get excited about that stuff for me personally. But...
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, like, I feel like everything that we saw. I mean, unless there's anything specific that you guys want to point out. I mean, we saw like some cool shit, like Hitman Three. I'm excited about. I'm excited about about that GTA
1: Five.
0: What the fuck
1: are they doing? (laughs) Why are they selling this game to me again? (laughs) Stop it! I don't know. I'm not buying it again.
2: I mean, look though, you get an extra million every month. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> to to ride around and, and shoot people and steal their money. Yo, this
1: thing, yeah. game is so successful that they're selling it for a third time, fourth time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wild. wild. I will say, I will say of the, of the, I mean, a lot, there was a lot of cool stuff that they showed off for sure. I think like bug snacks looks kind of cool. I think the, um, the ghost wire Tokyo, I thought looked kind of cool. I, I, I didn't expect it to be first person. Yeah. I also didn't know what the hell to expect at all. I thought stray looked cool. Shout out to Jeff and Annapurna. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I straight. also what's the um death loop I think looks fucking oh my amazing. God. I Deathloop forgot about that the game. Joint. And I'm so glad Deathloop they brought it back the game joint. Yeah. Yo. Did you death hear about loop? the
2: multiplayer stuff?
0: Yes, dude. Oh my yeah. god.
2: That that part is going to be real fun.
0: Yeah, that that game continues to blow me away. I, I that I think was probably one of the standouts for me, honestly. And, mm-hmm. and there were some really cool ones too, like some really smaller titles that I thought were cool. But I I agree. I I kind of did miss the PowerPoint presentation bullshit of like. I mean, I think Nintendo still has the the gold the, is the gold standard when it comes to that. Like, I think back to the Nintendo Switch explainer where he's like, "Here's a Joy-Con and it's HD Rumble." I kind of wanted that shit, you know. Right. And maybe maybe we'll get that. Before the end of the year, definitely. They have to, to, right? They have to. Because we had a lot of questions. Like, we were just talking about, like, how does the camera work? What does the create button do? Yeah, can I I lay it down? (laughs) You know (laughs) what I mean? Um, So, yeah, there's a lot of questions I wish they were able to answer, and we got kind of hints at it, but I I think, like, we're kind of over being teased. And I'm, I'm, you know, it's kind of cool that they let the game speak for themselves but i do think like cam said there, there's a big divide there between okay cool it's a cool trailer it's a cool cinematic trailer it's a cool montage for this and for that but i also like i don't know I, it, can can we get something else like can i don't know how this evolves moving forward but i would have liked to have seen a little more but it was still kind of fun you know like yay next gen like something something good to look forward to and while the world burns uh so. I needed the distraction the distraction no, was for really sure. good. I'm not
1: gonna lie Like I I enjoyed my time Watching that But It's just one of those things Like oh alright Well maybe I do like More of the The you know Presentation stuff
0: But Yeah Yeah Um all right, cool. As this as this car drives past my building, um, Wepa. So, wepa. Uh, No Man's Sky. <laughs> no Man's Sky. Actually, this week I still haven't even touched this yet. Has <laughs> got crossplay, uh, which is something that I've been asking for for I feel like years at this point. I feel like um, it's it's such a bummer. That we we kind of briefly talked about it on Twitter, uh, Khalif, but I I wanted. Um, I, I do still want cross save. I, it would be nice to play on my PC. Like my PS4 mm-hmm. is where my the bulk of my play has been. I think over I think hundred and something hours at this point. Um, but it would be nice to get cross save so I can play more on the PC. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna try to jump into this soon because this game has so much potential. It's so wonderful. Uh, have either of you checked it out uh, since the crossplay update? I have no. not
2: since the crossplay update. I mean, I I'm I'm actually really debating because it's like it's weird. Like No Man's Sky is such a f- Freaking awesome game. And yep. I wanna say, for the record, I was right that this game was gonna be good. I'm putting it on wax. <laughs> Same. I said it. I said it for a long time when we did allourskies.com rest in peace, allourskies.com That that I was right. Anyway, I really <laughs> just wish that like with the time that I've already put into it that I could move that thing over. Because I've started over twice. And I'm probably gonna start over again because I really mm. am just like, I wanna play this on my PS4. But it's so much better on PC.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so it really much is. better on
2: PC, and I'm just like, they now have layered all these systems together. That if I go in raw again, I, I just like this. I, I might as well because I yeah. feel like they're going to continue to improve it and keep going and add more stuff. And I'm like, I I'm might as well just put all that time on the PC side. But oh man, this game is so good. They keep like, Shawmari, man. Talk about yeah. perseverance in this pCO
0: like Word. like shout Word. out to that cat
1: yeah I, he deserves
0: what win. a legend yeah give him give him his roses <laughs> uh, yeah, no I'm excited to jump into this and play it more I, I'm actually like thinking about it now, you kind of motivated me to maybe just start over on pc and play on right? PC at this point because I'm not really uh, too emotionally attached to the things that I've created on that hundred plus hour save on ps four I'd, I'd rather at this point just start fresh you know like it almost feels like moving to another city or like starting a new life it's like (laughs) i just need to leave right now this is you know what i mean
3: Uh uh uh-huh uh-huh
2: well there's so many systems though like the one thing that i was worried about is like oh man how am i gonna get all those upgrades over again Mm. and like how does that part work like that's the part that's gonna be like super super frustrating but i feel like now when you do have other people that you can play with and you can share some resources and do some of that stuff if i'm not mistaken yeah, that like some of that would actually be easier now in well, terms I, made of a, yeah.
1: I made a new save um, when they came out with the flesh ship uh, update I forgot what they were called but uh, oh, yeah. uh, I oh, started right. all over and it was actually a better process than to like go back into your old save and try to figure out what was missing and what was right. new and what they scrapped because it's just all fresh and it's a lot cleaner um, and then you can also kind of find your old like location and get your stuff if you needed to so it was hard to do but i was able to do that so
0: shit that's actually good yeah. to know huh. that's really if you have somebody yeah. who
1: like can go to your you know thing and then just find them again on a different save you know you can you can get your oh, old stuff yeah. oh. that's
0: interesting right.
1: Interesting, because it's going to be well, impossible to find the planet but if you have somebody that just kind of stays there
0: so it. I think what you're saying is we found the uh, spawn on me optional universe that we're gonna basically <laughs> create solar system. You know, uh, I wish yeah, I could kill
2: definitely... my initial planet though, because like I wish because because I because I named it Bracago and now I can't have another Bracago. Uh, call it New Bracago. <laughs> New Br- Yes, yes, be, yes. I'm a colonizer. I'm a colonizer. <laughs>
0: there you go. There you go. Uh, Put
2: up statues just to have them torn down the next week. This <laughs> one, <dude. laughs>
0: Oh, man. Um, all right, cool. Jumping to get to the next story here. A bit of a bummer, man, honestly. Um, but honestly, not surprising. Riot Games executive resigns following abhorrent George Floyd comments. This is taken like from Kotaku. Um, Ron Johnson, global head of consumer products at Ryan Games, has resigned from his position after saying that the murder of George Floyd by police was caused by, quote, criminal lifestyle, unquote. Commons Riot later described as abhorrent and against our values. Uh, As ESPN reports, Johnson's resignation was announced to the company on Thursday night by Riot Games CEO Niccolo Laurent, who sent an internal message saying that while we must respect that everyone is entitled to their own political views, (laughs) um, Johnson exercised really poor judgment here, uh, which is, you know, not... The, the bare minimum right. um it resulted in a post that was harmful to many of us in our broader community it, it was insensitive and in this moment it undermines the commitment we've made to stand against all acts of justice racism prejudice and hate it also hinders our ability to create an inclusive environment for our community riot, rioters players and partners alike which is also kind of interesting the language there but i get it they're called riot uh the moment the memo concludes with ron understands that Ron understands this and recognizes he will be ineffective as a leader at Riot going forward. As a result, he has resigned effective today. And uh, there's a longer uh, response that Riot uh, issued towards to, uh, to Kotaku directly, which you can read online, and their commitment to you know actually do, you know doing some work in, in, in that sense and, and helping out. But um, it's especially disappointing to to hear this news on the heels of how much buzz there is around something like valorant i mean i've even played i was in the open beta and i was enjoying it and then the moment i heard this i thought because you kind of go through this roller coaster of emotions of man fuck riot fuck valorant and then you and you wonder about like you know certain developers who worked on those games who who probably also agree with what you know that it's awful and that he should resign so like you try to take everything into consideration but uh i'm curious to get your thoughts on this story
2: I mean, I'm more disappointed that you have such a racist comment from someone with such a really black name. Ron Johnson is like <laughs> the name of every black, uh, uh, uh newscaster who has ever lived Shit. on the plane. Seriously. I mean, look, just get him out of there. That, there isn't a lot to say about this. It's like, stop being racist and stop having racist yep. people in, in positions of power. There's Thanks. not much else to say.
0: Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, Cam, if you have any final thoughts.
1: No. Yeah, fuck him. I don't care. Uh, I hope he didn't get his uh,
0: pension or whatever you call that. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, that's the other thing too, right? Like, what kind of, you know... This guy's going to get hired again. He has stock
2: options. He's going to get paid.
0: He's going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, well. Yeah, get him out the fucking paint. Get out of here, Ron Johnson. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Words you never thought you'd mutter. Um, (laughs) Our final story for the week, and uh, I guess speaking of more of this... uh, as a whole little dev- little devil inside devs apologize for racist enemy design and will change them This is it from kotaku story written by zach um yeah so one of the game i actually kind of missed this shot in, in the original trailer and, mm-hmm. and it, was, it was interesting seeing the the reaction to it afterwards because um, it was actually a, a game that i thought looked really yeah, dope. It was I one of my art style. yeah yeah it, it looks amazing it seems like it's doing some really cool things about what it's You know, the way it's presenting its story and gameplay stuff, but um, taking this from the story directly, the developers behind one of the games shown off at the PS5 event on on June 11th have issued an apology after folks on social media spotted some enemies, which seem to be racist characters of black or indigenous tribal people. They also plan on changing the, the design of the enemies. Little, design, Little Devil Inside was one of the cooler looking games seen during the PS5 event this week. But over the last few days, folks have noticed some enemy designs that contained racist stereotypes, including, you know, the kind of stuff that we tend to see in general. Um, so, yeah, I have y'all followed this. Did, did, did you? Uh, I totally missed this. Here? I, I missed totally this too. Miss yeah. But
1: uh, this picture, this first picture just looks wild with the, uh, the big <laughs> red lips and yeah. uh, the dreads and this, the, the blowgun.
2: Yeah. yeah here's my question to both of you which i think is the the, the thing i'm actually curious about because yeah like they did a they did a terrible thing and they fucked yeah. it up and they, they they will they will figure out ways to to fix it my question for both of you is if they switch if they swap it up and they switch it up ha- has the damage already been done like it, can you can you recover after you put something out like this publicly I, um, in a way
1: I think you can, right? I think I think their like their response to it was good. Like, yeah, we fucked up. We're gonna fix that. Uh, It was like I can see this kind of falling through the cracks, you know, like and Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the whimsicalness of this this uh, game. Um, But the fact that they're fixing it right away, I think, is a good idea. I think it'll also give them, uh, like a chance to go through and see what other things they can change and maybe start thinking a little bit harder about how this can impact their bottom line and also just the community that they're trying to sell to and you know going forward i think they'll they'll be just a little bit more cautious and more thoughtful about the stuff that they put out um yeah it's not like the most egregious thing ever but it is like damn now that i'm looking at it that's a little
2: yeah. foul. Yeah, because yeah. I hadn't seen the actual like pictures until I looked up the article, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Over all, all we're missing is uh some watermelon and some yeah, absolutely." Uh, <laughs>
0: mm, Paul, yeah. Paul, what do you think? Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, echoing what y'all have said already, I, I as, as someone who's also a of indigenous background and also has spoken about this shit before in regards to Journey to the Savage Planet, um, I, I'm actually. You know, I think they can absolutely recover. I think they can. I think they're taking the right steps right now to be like, "Hey, we fucked up. We're sorry. We're gonna change this. We'll swap it out. We'll think about this next time." I think it's also an important lesson for everybody else out there, to, um, especially now during this moment where I feel like I, I can't speak for you guys, but for me, I feel like I'm less hesitant now to to, to point shit out. I mean, I always, I, I kind of was always like that, regardless, like either whether it was on the show or on my Twitter feed or whatever. Um, but now I'm gonna be like, "Hey, hey." hey Pick up two for your mistake. Pick up four for your mistake. This, this is, uh, you know, yeah. try to do better next time. <laughs> but it, I think it also kind of exposes another problem that we continue to talk about over and over again. I mean, I, I, you know, we need more folks in leadership positions who feel comfortable enough to speak out. And when they speak out, they should they should actually be listened to. You know, there, there, it shouldn't be a thing that is that gets to this point. But, you know, we're we're still this is still a, a young medium. It's obviously still struggling with with some very basic things that we've seen already in, in regards to um last of us 2 and, and other things that continue to become a part of the conversation it feels like a cycle over and over again but I, I i'm hopeful you know i'm hopeful that that i think they can recover from this i think the game still looks dope i i, I hope that they can you know apply those notes and keep it moving keep keep moving forward and, and try to be better for it next time and you know i i'm, I'm glad that they didn't double down and and you know um take too long to respond i hopefully that we'll see what the what the actual change amounts to um so we still have to you know we'll still we'll still be waiting and we'll still be waiting to see how it it shakes out but i think it was a good first step i I commend them for being like hey we fucked up we're sorry because i'd rather hear that than you know some sort of half-ass apology of like we're sorry we offended you or (laughs) whatever you know what i mean the the roundabout apologies um, we
2: meant to make the lips pink instead of
0: red. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm hopeful though. I, I, I'm definitely more on the light side of things, where I'm like, uh, you know, uh, just like I believe in the good. I, I try to presume good intent and, and uh, whatever. But if you do it again, though, we'll, we'll, we'll you know, you'll hear from us. Um, Okay, cool. So jumping into questions this week, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email directly to us at questions at D-Optional.com. We would love to hear from you or or you can record us a voice message using the Anchor app on your phone. Uh, Carl writes in HBO has taken down Gone with the Wind due to racism slash racist issues. I find it troubling whilst I can't whilst I can appreciate the sentiment. Uh, It feels like we are trying to airbrush what was the past, culturally or otherwise. I would rather things stay and we have a conversation about issues and points of contention. It is a learning opportunity for the classroom and further a field, at least in my opinion, to further the field, in my opinion. Uh, What are your thoughts on the removal of content like this? Um, Cam, I guess I'll start with you. What what do you think about this question?
1: Uh, I feel Carl on this, actually. I, I don't think that everything needs to be just erased I think they need to uh, have asterisks on them, and we need to discuss if if we want to, right? Like, we don't necessarily have to even click on these things, but these are these are films, and we have to see where the racist past has come from and why those things were. Um, I, I like learning about this stuff, right? Like, I like I kind of put myself through the ringer for a lot of this stuff, um, especially when it's like status quo racism it's not that overt shit like i mean and gone with the wind of course it's, it's pretty overt, overt but what i'm talking about is like certain other uh things with racist imagery and stuff like that so i'm i'm always i'm not necessarily down for the the explaining and conversation part of it but i i, I don't necessarily need it to be erased completely the right, statues right. for sure yeah put them in a museum somewhere. Oh, yeah yeah like put them somewhere like that we could look at and then I can t- wag my finger at my ki- like at my nephew and be like look this was the evil bastard that you know did this like yeah. but you know that's that's where I'm going with it
0: yeah uh Khalif, what do you think
2: yeah i mean we don't need to erase everything in that way like i think even what we talked about just a minute ago with the little devil stuff is like if we if we removed all the you know terrible imagery that we have from before of nannies and 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 Mm -hmm. mammies and all that stuff and 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 remove that we can't then look at that stuff and say well hey person here person x like here's where that imagery came from now you don't have a space to, to 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 do the work you're trying to do now i think i think there is a little bit of an overstep in in the society society section where we want to kind of just like push everything away as opposed to dealing with it head on where, you know, putting it in the closet doesn't mean that the things that affected it or created it or continue to perpetuate it don't still live on. So like, let's have the conversations about those things, not us, those folks who are having to make the actual (laughs) change. Um, yeah. And then we can actually like move forward. So, you know, don't, don't, don't just kill gone with the wind because it was racist because then you also kill, The fact that it was one of the first it was the first you know uh film that had a black woman win an oscar right it's like so right you know you you remove things that come into the into the space uh and there's collateral damage that goes along with that so let's let's just be adults and figure it out and talk about
0: it yeah totally i I echo those sentiments uh exactly i I feel like part of the thing we learned even in film school earlier on because you learn the sort of origins of film and, and motion pictures as a whole and you realize how closely tied that was in a lot of ways you see ripples of that still right like we talked about access earlier but how closely tied to you know um privileged white people those tools and and you know things were um so you know i remember watching uh the original birth of a nation and and being given the explanation that like yeah this this was actually like extremely influential for cinema and motion pictures as a whole but Mm. you know you look you watch this movie now and it's Clearly, uh, got some problems with it like it it glorifies the the Ku Klux Klan as heroes and it it has awful depictions uh, littered throughout that whole movie and uh, but you you know there's still there's still stuff to be extracted from it that you can still learn but I think it is important to remember that context and whenever it's shown especially like in settings like schools and stuff I I think I don't know if you necessarily need to put a, a bumper at the top of the movie that says you know, this has some shit like a content warning type of shit. Maybe I think for out of consideration for some folks, you know, like who might not want to see it or get just be given a heads up. I think, honestly, I think. I mean, if you're triggered by Gone
2: with the Wind at this point,
0: yeah, yeah, you know <laughs> what I mean. But like, um, but something like uh, Birth of a Nation, even back then, I was like, I was I was much younger when I watched it, and I I remember like re- recoiling at certain parts and just like walking out of there in this like funk, like oh that's that's awful. Um, but. Yeah, I do think it's important to see that shit, too, because you have to see how ugly this stuff is and, and, uh, you know, how... I hope that after a certain point, it becomes second nature for folks, you know? It's not just a thing that you learn about later and you're like, oh, wow, that was was actually racist. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, I, even like something that I said earlier, honestly, like I, I'm thinking about it right now, but I talked about how like I, I presume good intent and stuff like we have to really wrestle with uh, how we, you know, what sort of um, inspirations inspired some of our favorite things too, right? Cause I talked about the light side and like, you know, like the, the, the way certain words are rooted in language uh, or the, their intent behind the, those words and who gets to dictate what those things mean and what connotations they have to them so there's a lot of stuff that we also have to do on our our end as well we have to stay informed and and question and challenge and critique these things and um yeah that's my long-winded way of saying don't remove these things they just need to be understood uh, hopefully at a certain point because it starts much earlier on it doesn't start with gone with the wind it starts with education it starts with you know right. what are we teaching our children all this stuff it's, it's a much larger issue that we can't just erase you know but i also agree uh tear down the fucking christopher columbus statues and and mount rushmore either too. put them at the yeah mount rushmore all that shit put the, put put those in museums and, and give people the real truth you know like look at the even our currency um okay so uh carl's next question is after the ps5 has been shown uh, to be coming in two versions uh one of which is discless uh, what do you think Sony's approach will be for PlayStation Now? Um, do, uh, Khalif, do you have experience with PlayStation Now? I only have a little bit of experience with it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. PlayStation Now is terrible. Don't do it. <laughs> there's no reason <laughs> for that thing to exist. There's no, there's really yeah. no reason for it. I mean, I, I get that people... Like, if you're going to go for a cloud-based solution, I think that, you know, they are lucky to have that thing wrap around its own ecosystem with games that are in it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's like, it makes sense if you want to play those little things, but it's not, it's not the optimal... Uh, a way that you would want to play those games anyway like that's the actual moment where backwards compatibility is paramount like if they could figure out the digital versions of of a digital version of backwards compat uh, and we don't know what their backwards compat uh, strategy is right now like if there's going to be a way to be like oh I put the disk in so now you know it's mine or if it's like I have a license that's tied to a thing or I have a game save somewhere on the cloud that's licensed that tells me that it's mine, you know, uh, that's going to be the thing that I actually care about. But PlayStation Now isn't great. Like, it's never been good.
0: Yeah. Um, Cam, are you curious about PlayStation Now, even with the next consoles coming up? Or is this like a non issue for you? Uh oh. Sorry, I was paused.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I feel oh. this kind of same way I felt about like, Stadia. Like, we're just not there yet as a. Uh, as our technology in this country and like the internet speeds and all that stuff. Like we're just not there yet. And I think they need to maybe fall back on it. And I think like Ka said, like having all those, that library there is a big win for them. But other, like, unless you're desperate, you shouldn't be playing this thing. Like it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, all right, cool. Jason writes in Given that you're both playing Bloodborne, how do you think it handles the Lovecraftian themes? Also, if the PS5 is good, why is there no Bloodborne 2? Um, well,
1: spoiler alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, you had to find out this way.
0: God. Uh, but
1: yeah, <clears throat> it has a uh, Lovecraft uh, love affair. Um, I think it handles it well because it doesn't necessarily take on the racist aspects of lovecraft if you can parse those two like if you can separate those two um it just takes like the themes like the the idea of cosmic monsters and stuff like that but i think it does a decent job like i don't feel necessarily weird i mean maybe if i go back through and look at some of the characters who are are um who are spouting the 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 cosmic god shit like maybe there is some racist undertones but I didn't see that in my couple playthroughs and the lore explainers that I've seen. So uh, I think they're doing a decent job with it.
0: Yeah, I haven't really um, experienced anything that stands out to me. But I mean, I I know that the history, especially in regards to someone like Lovecraft and... um, you know, I, I almost even wish we would remove his name from the uh, the, the way people refer to it, honestly. Yeah. But um, the same way that we're going to start to cons- reconsider how we feel about things like Harry Potter and shit. And, like, I think someone put a really good tweet up recently about how, like, we have to learn how to separate these works of art and what they inspire from the origins. Because oftentimes they come from folks who are just shitty as fuck. And, like, uh, J.K. Rowling is definitely proving that lately. Um <laughs> so fuck jk rowling but i also like still have a soft spot in my heart for harry potter because it was a part of my childhood but you know there, there's a whole that's a whole nother discussion but um, yeah i think we should just yeah, have, keep
1: it with the cosmic horror and leave lovecraft out of it
0: word exactly my my thoughts exactly um all right cool so let's jump into audio questions we got we got four this week wow. i put the call out and people answered so uh our first question uh, comes in from cody Hey, Optional Crew, this is Cody. Black Lives Matter, and happy Pride Month.
1: For Pride Month, I was just wondering, what are some of your favorite games starring LGBTQ characters? Thank you. Oh, that's a good one. Um, Yeah, that's a good good question. My favorite game (laughs) off the top of my head is uh, the uh, Mass Effect series. Everybody in that game is gay, and I love it, and it's cool.
2: Nice.
0: Uh, Cleve, do you have any picks?
2: Uh, Dream Daddy is fantastic uh last last of us left behind dlc was really good Uh, and then like like gone home was 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 one of my favorites for sure so three three off the top
0: word uh i have four actually i I thought about this earlier um mafia three has a character called nikki burke Mm -hmm. and she's pretty cool um celeste has of course celeste uh, or madeline rather uh apex legends gibraltar uh, it's in his lore that he has a partner, uh, you know, so that he that he's gay, which I thought was pretty dope. Mm. Uh, and then Outer Worlds had uh, Parvati, one of the more memorable characters I've experienced or I've sort of seen on in a game in a while. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a good good question for sure. For yeah, it sure. was a really good question. Uh, all right, so our next question um, comes in from Danny, who asks, "Hey guys, hope you're having a good weekend. Uh, I'm just wondering what." albums or songs uh or even just like specific musical artists you guys have been uh coming back to these last two weeks uh with everything that's going on like what's carrying you through this um khalif i want to get your take
2: i mean i have my classics i've been digging back into just more katranata which is always good vibes Mm -hmm. um the the, the most yeah and the most recent uh little brother album always makes me feel good (gasps) so good it's so good i mean that's that's kind of it right now like i i listen to more kind of you know spotify of the week stuff just to see if i'm missing things uh, but that's pretty much it for for music these the, around this point
0: uh cam what about you
1: uh yeah so i kind of fell in back into randomly listening to uh the great adventures of slick rick uh which is one of my like one of those nostalgic albums for me. Like I remember my brother playing this a lot when we were kids and us learning all the words to the songs and stuff like that. But I, I I started listening to this because I heard um, TLC song and it had one of his samples from uh, Hey Young World. And I'd never heard that sample in there before. And I was like, Oh shit, I got to listen to Slick Rick now. And it just, now it's Mm -hmm. been like a week long obsession with like Slick Rick and how, it's such a weird phenomenon. He was right. Like to like yeah. come over here and, and kind of like be a staple in hip hop when I guess the scene in, 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 the UK was pretty small. I'm, I'm assuming back then. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so interesting, but I love that album a lot.
0: Yeah. It's a, that's so a good. Good ass pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, uh, it's been a mix of stuff. It, it's kind of all over the place to be honest with you. Um, i I've been sharing some of the stuff in Music Channel, but sometimes it's like one day it's like '90s pop stuff, another day it is. Um, I, I go to Krongbin a lot recently. I Ooh. love Krongbin; they're so good. If you haven't heard of Krongbin yet, check them out. Mm-hmm. It's a weird name spelling, but so worth uh, checking out. Um, I've also returned to uh, two albums in particular, which is interesting uh, I guess given everything that's been going on, but, um, chasing summer by sir, which I think was like one of the best albums of last year. I believe. My favorite Um, I, yeah, you put me on it. You, you, and I think, uh, Irv put me on and I was like, I have uh, fully been converted to a surf and incredible music. Check it out. And also, uh, D'Angelo's 2014 album. It came out at the very wow. end of 2014. Uh, black messiah which honestly is a perfect album there's nothing wrong with that album in fact one of the songs were used in uh red dead 2 which is interesting um but that album is hitting so much differently now than did did then when i was like mostly listening to it in 2015 because it came out at like i think on in december or something um i only remember it because i like remember going to a like a record shop somewhere and like brooklyn like a small one hole in the wall and like digging through the crate and finding it and be like all right cool and then like coming home with it after work um so yeah that's what i've been returning to recently but uh good question solid solid question good picks Mm -hmm. thanks um okay our next question comes in from damon who asks
3: yo what up paul and cam is damon aka nomad in the discord shout out to the discord fam Yo, I hope you cats are doing well and staying safe in these <laughs> trying times. Hey, uh, put your tinfoil hats on with me for a second, bros. So I noticed that when I time travel in Animal Crossing, these birds show up on the message board at the town square. And when you go to Harz Island, the birds are always there. At night, they're owls, right? But if you time travel more and more show up the most i've ever seen when you time travel is four right but when i go to harv's island there's always more than four of those birds yo i think harv time travels so yeah. what's up y'all think top harv is a time travel traveler <laughs> peace
0: oh man so i good. love these questions i need so more of these conspiracy good. questions Please. and i'm
1: like way too high for this shit right now so like um <laughs> Cam, give us your thoughts <laughs> I think that, like, yeah, you're on to something, right? Like, that would be the character who is time traveling. For you to put those, like, the bird thing together... I've never actually done it. Uh, For those who don't know, time traveling is when you set your internal system clock, like, on your actual uh, switch uh, ahead, I guess, and you're able to skip around through time and get all the materials that you need, maybe go to certain events. Um, So I guess that, like, when you do that, these birds show up. That's a really good observation, man. I... Yeah, I'm gonna follow that Reddit uh, thread when you get it up there.
0: (laughs) That YouTube video. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think
1: Harv is a a time traveler move.
3: Yeah,
0: I I buy it. I buy it. He's like, he's a little sus. Like the fact that he has a house with like, oh, he's a he's a
1: porn director. Yeah, he's making porn. Yeah, he's making porn for sure.
0: One hundred
1: percent. But he's also like a hippie. He's got the glasses on. I'm sure he has a van. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: He's Uh, gonna problematic bumper stickers and shit um <laughs> <laughs> Kalief, you have any thoughts on this uh conspiracy theory i
2: mean i just love fam's voice fam's voice is is, is super dope <laughs> like that's all i got for this one because I, I am not up on the uh animal crossing train as much as i need to be but i i appreciate that he hit us with that with that beautiful uh conspiracy theory so uh, i rocks i rocks yeah. with that
0: damon i'm gonna need you to do some voiceover for us uh yeah, for we'll sure. pay you in uh in, uh, whatever, what's the currency? you got to get it? some bells. I, haven't played it in no. yeah, I hope you play... Uh... <laughs> Cam got <laughs> leftover V-Bucks cards. Um, <laughs> you can get some emotes. Um, Alright, cool. Our last question comes in from friend of the show, Natalie DeGraffenre.
4: What's up, Paul? What's up, Cam? This is Natalie. Figured I would uh, send y'all a question during my break from Hollow Knight, which is the first game, I think, since the Celeste DLC to give me calluses, but it's also allowing me to take my mind off of things, which is nice. Um, The world is crazy right now. The world has been crazy, but white people have decided to stop pretending that's not the case, so, you know, we are where we are. But uh, my question for you is, given all this craziness that's going on, um, what are you doing for the black films in your life? Um, For example, my friend Phyllis sent me... Twenty dollars on Vimo for snacks, uh, and it just kind of made my day. Um, I bought some ice cream with it. I might use that ice cream to ice my thumbs now. So yeah, what are you doing for the Black femmes in your life?
1: <laughs> Shout out to Phillips. Twenty dollars? <laughs> psych. Like, no. Psych. You ain't getting no twenty dollars.
0: I'm not giving Cam twenty dollars. <laughs> fuck out of here, bro. Oh shit. Um, that's a good question I'm gonna go ahead and answer this first because I feel like I should be the first one to answer this yeah one, Paul personally. what are you doing for your black friends? what am I doing you know what based off of whatever Natalie's friends are doing not enough really. <laughs> um, so Natalie I'll send you uh five dollars right after this uh I'll I'll send you some five dollars worth of V bucks um but I think uh yeah I should be doing more for sure one but also like every once in a while I try to You know, check in even just to talk about stuff like me and Natalie talk all the time regardless. And, you know, I'm also very like uh, conscious of giving people space right now, especially. But um, I mean, one of our good friends, Cam Kendra, like we've even been talking lately and just talking about everything that's been going on. But more than that, just like, you know, just trying to like check in, you know, just say hi again and like just remind them that, hey, I love you. Hope you're safe. Like that kind of small stuff, I think for me especially kind of goes a long way like when folks you know just say simple stuff like that but I should be doing more yeah I, I sh- honestly should be doing more um Kim what about you
1: yeah I I think um like you said like I've been chatting with Kendra a lot um but even like my my family for sure like I have a lot of women in my family um and we usually have like these talks every weekend um just like as a as a as a unit and we just go through what's going on in the world but also giving like them that space to like kind of tell us what they're going through because a lot of times those voices can get buried when you're focusing a lot on like black men specifically and a lot of our like sisters get you know buried in that stuff so just i like i love hearing from them just be like oh what, what am i doing that's could be better you know yeah. like and a lot of times black women tend to be the voice of reason in crazy times which i think is a, a crazy burden to have but um yeah just, i just think given that space man i ain't giving no twenty dollars yeah. no
0: shit <laughs> <laughs> natalie i don't love you that much i'm sorry uh, twenty dollars i'll get you a beer yeah we're you know i mean next time you're in town First round zombie. <laughs> you're, getting
1: a, you're getting a natty ice, though. Yeah, that's <laughs> a cut with a lime in it,
0: girl. Uh, Khalif, what do you think?
2: A lot, a lot of checking in is, is mostly that. I've I've been trying to check in a lot to see how f- folks are doing and, and how they're coping. I've actually been really lucky um, in the past month since, or, or actually since like COVID hit. Where I've been working with a lot of black black women specifically, and, and women of color on side projects, which have been really really cool. Um, so I've, I've decided that um, uh, well, I've had the, the ability or the chance to do some projects with some nonprofits, uh, especially around social justice issues, and and do some remote production of shows. And most of the teams that I've been working with have all been women of color, and, and a lot of them have been black women of color. It's just been so good for my soul too. Where it's like getting a chance yeah. to hear people. Talk about their experiences and see just the, the beauty of so many dope women getting their, getting work done uh, and femmes getting their work done in, in ways that are like beautiful for the space, too, uh, which has been real cool um, to be able to, to dig into. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot of checking in, a lot of paying attention, a lot of asking questions to see like how I can be helpful. And how i can use whatever voice that i have in a, in a good way to, to uplift stuff like that we see that with the conversations around brianna taylor and, and 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 all the other conversations that are happening right now um so like checking in has been has been the biggest thing
0: for sure for sure um also natalie let's finish watching betty please i want uh, to watch one episode good. i want to keep watching mm. um All right, cool. Jumping into feeling it for the week. Feeling it is where we take one thing that we absolutely love that we've stumbled across or, you know, in the past month or whatever that we think is worth sharing. Khalif, since you're our esteemed guest, uh, what you got for us? I got
2: two joints real fast. L.A. 92 was this fantastic fantastic (laughs) documentary about the L.A. riots and around, you know, all the things that happened around the Rodney King uh, incident. Um, And there's been a really fun show on Netflix called Man Like Mobine. Which is uh, this story of this young cat or this cat from the hood uh, out in the UK and all his uh, fantastical exploits that he goes through trying to help his family and trying to be a good upstanding citizen and and all these dope characters that surround him and the hijinks that goes along with it. So I would say uh, it's a couple seasons in. And uh, if you have not checked it out, you should definitely go check out Man Like Mobine, which is super good.
0: Nice. That sounds great. Really cool. I haven't heard of this. I just Googled it, and I was like, oh, this sounds mm-hmm. dope. What was, um, um, was LA92 on? What were you watching Netflix. 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 Netflix as Netflix well. Netflix as well? Oh, okay, yep. cool. Yeah, I actually watched that the other day, and that thing is powerful. So well
2: edited. Oh so well God. edited. God.
0: Yeah. Um, and also, I think it does a good job of, like, you know, everything has a slant to it, for sure. But I think, like, it does a decent job of being, like, impartial, but it never... Takes you out of the moment because it's all archival footage. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what is it, like two hours long or something like yep. that? And it's all stuff from, you know, videotape and stuff and news footage. It is unbelievable. Check that out. It is unfortunately a little too poignant right now. It's like, you know, I don't mean to get too far into this, but it's kind of sad to see that it's a cycle that happens like damn near every 30 <laughs> years at this point. Mm-hmm. But, um, Cam, what you got for us? Uh, yeah. So Chappelle dropped the. A- special, I guess,
1: um, randomly, uh, called 846, um, which is referring to the time it took uh, George Floyd to be murdered um, by the police officer. Um, and Chappelle is basically like, has like a small audience, and I guess, I don't know when this was filmed, but it had to be in the last couple weeks, right? um mm-hmm. but he's basically not doing any stand-up he's just kind of giving his thoughts about the whole situation and he's doing that Dave Chappelle thing where you're like damn well said like you know like he he has these moments where he's just like the best in the room and yeah. I think this is just he this is out of the park like it's just amazing some of the stuff that he's saying now he's been saying like Dave's been kind of always on point and he addresses like the fact that he's willing to fuck up like and show that he fucked up, but he's never gonna like hide his truth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, which I appreciate. Um, but he goes into like a lot of stuff talking about what's been going on and how you know his generation he feels comfortable uh, taking the back seat um, and letting the younger generation drive this you know like yeah. it is it is uh the time for that a lot of a, a lot of i found speaking to like my older family and stuff that they are getting reinvigorated with their fight um through seeing the younger generation fight as hard as you know they are um which i think is really interesting and i think dave hit on that like accurately um but yeah it's, it's a good it's a good watch it's like 30 minutes long it's on youtube i believe
0: Oh, cool! Yeah. yeah, I watched it on Netflix. It's, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's yeah, they recommend it. Yeah. can't recommend it more. It's so good. Enough. Kyle, did you see it?
2: Not yet. I'm, I haven't had the chance to look at it because I'm not. I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> it's that's good. Honest. It's good. Yeah.
0: It's good. Yeah. Okay. It's peppered with jokes here and there for sure. Like you, he definitely eases the pressure here and there. But kind of like Cam said, it's getting a lot off of his mind, and it's it's kind of a perspective I wanted right now in particular. Right. So mm. it's kind of nice to have it for sure. Because um, I, you know, look to Chappelle as like a, almost like a older brother figure, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of like, I want to know what he has to say. And he, but he also has something to say about that too. Like his responsibility to say something. It's, it's fascinating. Word. Um, okay, cool. And um, yeah, mine's is a quick uh, two for one special again. Um, I watched the five bloods yesterday, the new Spike Lee movie. And um, it is a lot. It's a lot. It is, It is very, very powerful and if you're, for whatever reason, unfamiliar with Spike Lee's catalog and his sort of cadence and style, I feel like it almost requires you to be familiar with that in order for some things to land and make sense in certain ways because Spike has a tendency to do a lot (laughs) in a a moment and sometimes it feels like you're being hit with wave after wave after wave and that's kind of the point, which is fucking cool because there's very jarring cuts and there's very like there's archival footage and it breaks the fourth wall It's like there's a lot of like Spike's greatest hits in this movie but I thought it was great I um I definitely don't think it was perfect but I loved the performances everybody knocks it out of the park in fucking this movie
1: Delver Lindo, man that oh, dude is just God. too good <laughs> and so is yeah. uh, um Isaiah Whitlock uh, from the, the Wire and yeah. uh the other guy from the wild clark peters
0: yeah she is so (laughs) good
1: everybody's so good um and yeah like you said it is one of those things i didn't really pick it up until you actually said it but like if you're not familiar with spike lee this might come off like super weird because he's doing like five different like shooting styles in one scene and you're just like wait what is happening um yeah yeah but I, I love the way, like, the background stuff is peppered. Like, you give you some information, and they have people playing actual people that existed, it's like uh, Hanoi um, Hannah, like this mm-hmm. radio host, Vietnamese radio host that was speaking directly to, like, black GIs that were out there at the moment, and basically, you know, trying to sway them one way or the other. It's just inter- it was so interesting. I never knew about that. And it w- I went down, like, a rabbit hole last night looking up all
0: this stuff but yeah it is sorry there's a bunch of <laughs> cars honking i don't know if y'all can hear that. but hear uh <laughs> but yeah it is extremely powerful the, the the characterizations are obviously like larger metaphors for things and mm-hmm. um it's i will give a quick content warning um there's some really graphic violent archival footage in the movie yeah. so if you're a little squeamish with that stuff like you will see some violence you will see some actual death but um i think it's important to have that context because it adds weight to the stakes and what the you know characters are fighting for and believe in it doesn't shy away from any of that stuff in in pure spike lee form um but i recommend it i highly recommend it it's also like so closely linked to my experience right now with something like mafia three And, you know, because that's a story about a Vietnam War veteran who's black and comes back to America. And it's it's a lot. And I think it's kind of like required viewing in a lot of ways. Um, But I think also like kind of if you need to take your time to get to it, take your time because it's it is it is a lot. Um, Khalif, have you watched this yet? No, I I was going to wait
2: until this weekend to see if I can get it in uh, because I've seen so many people talk so highly of it so maybe that may be tonight like it's it's this weird balance of the past week or two to be like is this gonna make me mad is this gonna make me more mad than i'm already mad um sure. so i've been trying to figure out good ways to, to 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 approach content like that in a good way but the fact that everybody's been talking about how much it's how, how well it is and I, I gotta watch it
0: yeah it's i i was blown away um and then in addition to that uh, a couple weeks back i rented i think on like youtube or something actually uh the black power mixtape Mm. which is a movie that came out several years ago i kind of missed it when it came out but i've again been returning to a lot of this kind of stuff lately and uh that's another much like la 92 it's another movie that makes a really great decision to stay in the moment and everybody who's interviewed who gives voiceover interviews for context um you know there's excerpts from interviews at the time it's it's basically like footage that was found from a swedish documentary crew of like the black panther movement mm. and like just that time in particular and it's narrated by people from like today and there's excerpts of interviews from interviews done then about that whole movement and it i mean talk about like essential viewing especially if you are um non-black and you're you know trying to get more involved and understand more and, and do some actual education on your own time. I cannot recommend the Black Power mixtape enough. It, it does a really great job, in my opinion, of giving you context for a lot of the stuff that we're still having discussions about, yeah. which, you know, in some ways is disappointing. In other ways, it's encouraging because it gives you the for lack of a better term ammunition to find that spark within yourself and find out where you can make a difference and get involved because right now we need that more than ever. So it was, it was good for me for my own sake and also just understanding my role in, in all of this. And I think it's great. I can't recommend that enough. It's so good. Um, please go watch the black power mixtape. It's wonderful. Um, okay, cool. Wow. What a show. Yeah. Um, Khalif, thank you so much for joining us. I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to hang out it with us. It makes me
2: wish I had a vuvuzuela so I could blast that thing up. <laughs> I the got world. one in
0: my closet somewhere. I'm going to pull that bitch
2: out. Yo, I'm saying, man, how you not <laughs> find too. that drain out right now with all this crazy <laughs> stuff in the city, man? Um, again, like, I love y'all. This is family. Like, this always feels like a place that I can rest my head and, and feel safe and, and talk to y'all sure. about stuff. And you'll understand when I say something like, you know rub it all over your body like I don't have to yeah, think right. about <laughs> catching that reference in a real way um, so again like seeing you all grow grow this and, and continue to push and, and and be smart about it and be and be thoughtful and to put out good content like this it, it continues to inspire me um, to, to do the stuff that we do or respond to me so so again thank you for having me and I love y'all
0: yeah man likewise we love you too brother you too. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time um, So, yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing to, you know, make stuff together, help each other out. Yes. Um, You know, we're always here. So let's continue to use this momentum, you know, make some good shit uh, before... We let you go. How can the people find you online and keep up with everything you're doing?
2: Word. Uh, you can hit us on all podcast platforms. Uh, we are on everything at this point. Uh, you can see us on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash spawn on me. We do live recordings of our show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash spawn on me, 7 p.m. PST, uh, usually on Thursdays. We knock those out of the box. Um, and yeah, we're, we're still pushing to try to figure out good ways that we can continue to uplift the space we have a we're we're still trying to figure out what we're going to do for spawn for good this year uh more than likely it will definitely be around getting out the vote so make sure you're you're checking that out uh when we put out announcements for that and yeah uh you'll see me around i've been i've been pushing hard in the past couple of weeks and there's a couple more appearances uh coming up early next week as well um so yeah mad love to everybody in the optional community you've always supported us really really uh really really strongly and um yeah massive massive love to y'all too
0: word word uh cam how can people find you you can't find me <laughs>
1: um no nah, i'm on uh twitter's at cappy can't lose uh yeah you can catch me there man A- add me nice. add me
0: adam follow where him. are you at friend request myspace um <laughs> i am on, <laughs> i'm on twitter and instagram and twitch all the same name, polymayo, A-Y-O. Uh, stay up to date. We're going to have some news in the next coming weeks, so stay tuned. But thank you so much for listening this week. If you have any questions or comments, send them over to questions at the-optional.com. We would love to hear from you. You can also send us questions and talk to us. Uh, in our amazing discord with our wonderful community you can find links to that at theoptionalpodcast.com that's where you can also find a link to our weekly newsletter that our guy Chase works on so hard every week and is amazing it's got expanded show notes links to bonus content links links to spawn on me all that stuff will be in the in the newsletter this week we have uh, people signing up and we appreciate that. Um, we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify, whatever other podcast catchers are out there. If you could take a minute to rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts, that would help us spread the word. Um, special thank you to uh, everyone who's supporting the show financially via Anchor. Um, Want to shout out Mark, Charlie, Suhai, Bree, John, Michael, Murray, Jesse, Billy, and Hans, our newest supporter, for helping us keep these lights on this week. As always, we're, on, we're at the Optional NYC on Twitter, so if you want to keep up with us there, that's how you can do it. Our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. You can find him on Twitter at underscore L E V I P A C K. So until next time, everybody. Peace. Peace.